Welcome to another Monday edition of Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D A zero. S I D K I D A zero. You follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps, whether it's an Apple iTunes Store, Amazon, or Google Play, wherever you get your apps. Make sure it says Sports Zone Chicago. You know why? Because you can listen to any of our live shows, including this one, Second City Sports. If you missed it, you can go back and listen and watch our archive shows at your own leisure. Make sure you also follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can want if you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor, re available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, W-A-R-R on Anchor on those podcast platforms. And you can follow War Media on all social media outlets. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at War Media. That's W-A-R-R Media. Thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And if you want to make a comment uh, doing any of our topics on today's show, you can do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook and Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, Lakina will give you the Green Bay Packers boot. <laughs> we are on a podcast, and we have very definite opinions. Lakina, watching last night's game between the Packers and the Bears on Sunday Night Football, nothing surprised me uh, anymore. I just watched the game as a normal, red-blooded American citizen. Mm-hmm. But I did observe a couple of things. The first half, the Bears actually showed up to play like a moderate NFL football team, scoring 24 points. In the second quarter alone, 27 for the half. And I said to myself, who kidnapped this team? Who kidnapped the bad Chicago Bears? I love this version of the Chicago Bears in the first half. I would love this team to stay. But in the second half, reality came crashing down. The Bears scored three miserable points. Why, I don't know. But the Packers, who didn't play at their best, they didn't need to. They showed up in the second half. Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay defense wasn't the best, but they did enough to hold the Bears to 30 points. And the Bears lose again to the Green Bay Packers, 45-30. Lakina, uh, I know we have some new listeners and viewers who are checking out the show right now and checking out the show on the replay. For those of you that have not been paying attention to this Chicago Bears situation, we'll dive more into it in a couple of minutes. But for those of you that nationally and worldwide that haven't been paying attention to it as closely as we have, let me tell you something. If last night's game wasn't an indictment of Matt Nagy that he should not be back again next year, no matter what happens through next week and through January night when the regular season ends against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota, Matt Nagy should be gone. It was definitely the tale of two halves, and it's basically the indictment of the whole entire season. Well, here's the thing with the with this, and I and I'll I'll admit I I I had the game on, but I kind of kept it in the background because I was just like, you know what? Why should I bother? And then oh, they scored mm-hmm. 24 points, and okay, 
Okay, they didn't make they didn't, they, they didn't make a total ass of themselves on national television. Okay, okay. I mean, they didn't get their butts kicked. Yay, cool. You know, look, Jakeem Graham had the first punt return for the touchdown for the season. Okay, great. Demir Bird had a great touchdown catch. You know, during that quarter too. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. But you know, twenty. You know, the the Packers also scored twenty one points. You know, just when you thought you know Fields had a pick, you know, threw a pick six to Russell Douglas. And, you know, they had some other things, you know, crazy things that hap- that happened. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's not, you know, I, I wasn't, like I said before, I, I nothing in this game, like you said, so nothing in this game surprised me. I, I knew by the second mm-hmm. half that they kicked it, in, you know, Packers were kicking it into gear and they did just that. You know, Aaron, Aaron Jones had some, had some nice runs. AJ did have some big runs. Aaron mm-hmm. Ross was able to come back, you know, and through a, through a TD pass to Devontae Adams, also Al Lazar and also Aaron Jones also, also called a touchdown. So nothing that's really surprised me. Okay. Yeah. Look, they had some flashes, but again, Matt LaFour made some adjustment adjustments. Matt Nagy, I I don't know what he was doing or what the their coaching <laughs> staff was doing, but they didn't make any adjustments. So I look, I wanted I wanted uh, the Packers to score fifty plus on the Bears, you know. But look, the defense gave up some big plays. You know, Roquan Smith had to leave with you know with a hammy a hamstring injury. We don't know how serious that is, and you know. You know, fields made you know rookie mistakes. You know that's you know typical. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. do the pick six to Douglas and such. But you know, okay, yeah, they were highly motivated. Okay, fine, but you know, not, like I said before, by the second half, I was like, okay, yeah, the Packers will probably get you know, kick it into gear and you know wake up and like, okay, and that's what happened. Taking a look at the numbers from the Bears uh, lost last night. Justin Fields, as you mentioned, Lakina, 18 at 33, 224 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Quarterback rating of 70.8. But that's what you expect from a rookie with, with um, who's uh, surrounded by a lack of all-around talent around him. Uh, in the rushing department, Justin Fields, nine carries, 74 yards. His longest run was 20. David Montgomery, 10 carries, 42 yards, an average of 4.2 yards per carry. Damian Williams, nice to see him again. Two carries of, uh, for 13 yards. And Jakeem Grant had a carry for five yards. Khalil Herbert had a carry for three yards. Lakina, you would uh, you would think that the Bears would have ran the ball a little bit more. They did it in the first half. In the second half, uh, it was gone. If that's not halftime adjustments, I don't know what is. I, 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 don't, I don't understand it for the life of me, but we'll, we'll get into it in just a minute. In the receiving department, Demir Burge, you mentioned Lakina. He had uh, the most yards as a receiver for the Bears. Let me repeat that again. Demir Bird had a touchdown, but even had two, even though he had two catches, he led the Bears in receiving yards with 76. Jakeem Grant, a.k.a. Devin Hester Jr., he had a catch for 46 yards in, in that touchdown um, early in the second quarter. David Montgomery led the team in reception, six catches for 39 yards. And he had Ella Robson, two catches for 14 yards. Jimmy Graham, Two catches for nine yards. Cole Komet, three catches for 17 yards. Darnell Mooney, only one catch for nine yards. Yes, you could blame Justin Fields to a certain extent, but if your guys are not getting open, if you're not committing to running the ball so so you can set up play action better, this is what your stat sheet is going to look like. Yeah, and look, when two, I don't want to say the, I don't want to say Bird and you know Grant or, or Journeyman, but these are guys that you know. We're playing with other teams earlier this season, so they're they're essentially auditioning for jobs next year. That's what the, that's what they're doing mm-hmm. right now. Because seriously, doubt either one of them are going to be here next year for the Bears. And look, you know, the Jimmy Graham, you know, and that and that I don't know. I think it was one of the fumbles that they had three fumbles. Uh, the Bears did, and uh, you know, it, it kind of felt like okay at that, that one night. I think that it was uh, 
it was Gary that recovered that that fumble. Rashad Gary, the the safety for the uh, the, the Packers. You know, you kind of felt that maybe Jimmy Greg could have put in a little bit of an effort. I, look, I know you're 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 like 37 now, but he could have put a little bit of an effort trying to recover that ball. But you know, he didn't do that. But look, the, the, the you know the Packers still own the Bears. Aaron Rodgers still own the Bears. He's now 23 and five against the Bears. Okay, he didn't. You know. He, he wasn't Aaron Rodgers. Like, I mean, he threw for 341 yards and four touchdowns. Okay, great. But it was one of the highest scoring, you know, games in the rivalry. But, okay. It is, but like I said before, they, they didn't, you know, totally, completely, completely you know, bears themselves on national television. So, I, I guess that's a plus. But, you know, again, does it matter? I mean, it, it's crazy. <laughs> and also, too, you know, those four touchdown passes that Aaron Rodgers threw, you know, is the it's the seventh time he's done it against the Bears? <laughs> that's the most by anyone versus a, a single opponent. So that's <laughs> so that's embarrassing, you know. itself. so yes, there were flashes. Yes, there were some guys that had some good points, but one carry for David Montgomery in the second half. When, but you know they were able. But then you know once you know, the Packers were able to kick it in the gear, they were able to stop the run. So maybe they felt that that wasn't you know there was really no point in that. You never know, but. You know, I I just at this at this point you're kind of like, okay, why are we watching? Can can the season just be over with now? Get out. <laughs> you're listening to Second City Sports on a Monday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live and in living color. Sila Kina here here with you as the Bears drop their record to four and nine after losing on Sunday night football last night, 45-30 to their arch rival Green Bay Packers. Taking a look at the numbers from the Packers side of things, Aaron Rodgers with a Quarterback rated 41.1. He was 29 37, 341 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, even though he was sacked three times. In the rushing department for the for the ugly green and yellow, AJ Dillon had 15 carries for 71 yards. Aaron Jones, five carries for 35 yards, including the touchdown. In the receiving department, Devontae Adams was the man. 10 catches, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. Jalen Johnson uh, was burned by him all night until Devontae mm-hmm. Adams was moved in the slot to. So for him to get going, Alan Lazard, six catches, 75 yards in the score. And Aaron Jones uh, had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown off of three catches for 30 yards. Lakina, as I said at the top, the Packers didn't play at their best in the first half, but they really didn't need to because they knew what the Bears were going to do. They came out in the second half, set the tone, and they went on from there. I know the Bears gave up 38 points in all. And they sacked Rodgers three times, but did you really think that defense uh, played consistently? No. No. The Packers. Uh, yeah. Did you really think that the Packers really tried their best? No. I think what they did was, like you mentioned, Packers head coach Matt Lafleur made had time adjustments, and of course they used that second quarter as a wake up call. That's what we saw uh, play out in that second half. The Packers were a better team. They really didn't have to try that hard because they knew the Bears are inept to the making adjustments during the break. Yeah, and, and plus, think, overall, they have better talent than the Bears. Let's just be yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but they they do. Well, they do. You're you're right on all those fronts, Sid. And like I said before, I wasn't shocked. Okay, the Bears scored 24 points and they were up, you know six at halftime. Okay, I I, I wasn't. I, I didn't think they were going to win. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I really did because, like you said, Sid. I mean, they didn't. You know, the Packers. They they know the bear how the Bears are. I know Matt Lafleur says they're going to treat this as a bye week. Yeah, the Bears were highly motiv- motivated. You know, yada yada yada. Robert Quinn had a couple of sacks. You know, sacked Rogers a couple of times. Okay, that okay, that was you know that was that's that was good. And but again, you know, none, none of it was really impressive. I mean, you know, you have a couple of journeyman guys, you know, and Grant and Bird who probably won't be on the team next year. 
you know, they're basically auditioning. Like I said, they're basically auditioning for jobs. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, okay, get, okay, let, let, let's, okay, move on. Let's keep it moving. It's at this point, you're just like, okay, let's get these next four games over with. Now, can the national uh, pundits, you know, stop putting the Bears way down at the bottom in the NFC in the hunt? Can we get them off now? <laughs> can we get them out of there now? They're four, they're four and nine. They may win one, maybe two more games. I think they are going to split those Minnesota games, but they're not going anywhere. Bye. <laughs> can we move? On? Let's move it on. Let's move it. Let's move it along, please. Uh, we had to deal with a, a couple other issues before we move on to uh, to the rest of the NFL, which was very interesting yesterday. Uh, there was a report uh, that came out uh, right before yesterday's games, uh, and there was a, re- a report stating that the Chicago Bears were talking to former, uh, one-time former Bear in NFL defensive end Trace Armstrong, who I believe is a, a agent now. Yes. Um, they, uh, they were having conversations with him, uh, possibly um, bringing him on as a, uh, a advisor. Uh, to help uh, get a head coach in here. And as uh, rumor has it that um, the head coach from Ohio State could be a part of that package deal. We're not sure, but uh, I, I, I that's not a bad idea, Lakina. I'm not saying Trace Armstrong is the answer to all the Bears' problems, but as we talked about before, Lakina, the McCaskies own this thing. This is the only their only source of income, but when you have George McCaskey and Ted Phillips running the ship, SHIP, <laughs> for the record, um, you have people that don't know a, a damn thing about football. This is what happens. But as my question is before, do I trust George and Ted to make the right decisions to hire someone to uh, get this train back on track? The answer for, for me is no. Uh, even though I had the sound down, I was watching uh, another game and we'll get to that in the next hour. But I, I know NBC showed uh, all three of these uh, these um, individuals, George McCaskey, Ryan Pace, and Virginia Hallis McCaskey, they're all there at the game last night. And I, I, you would think that if they didn't have an epiphany up until last night, you would think they would have they would have one looking uh, after last night's results. Like you mentioned, Lakina, they didn't get embarrassed. Justin Fields actually looked good for a rookie quarterback, even though he doesn't have the talent around him yet. The defense actually looked good in that first quarter, part of that second quarter as well. But you lose to your division rival again. You're now 14 and 44 against the Packers following the firing of Mike Digger in January of 93. <laughs> you would think that, that uh, this would be their wake up call. I'm talking about the McCaskies and everybody else up there at Alice Hall. Do you think this would be their wake up call? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm going to keep it short because I don't, I don't want to, you know, apparently, you know, Trace Armstrong came, you know, came out on Twitter yesterday and said that that report just wasn't true. So, you know, I guess you'll take that for what you will. He represents Ryan Day, who's a Ohio State coach, among others. Mm-hmm. You know, there were rumors that maybe he might leave for the NFL and, you know, there, there's there some connections there. I don't know. But do you do you trust Ted Phillips? Do you trust the McCaskies to make these kind of kind of choices? I don't I, I don't. You know, it, that's that's mm-hmm. just you know, just just my opinion. So I, I don't trust you know, the McCaskey. I mean, they're making money. They're not going to sell the team, so it's not that's not mm-hmm. happening. But uh, you know, it, it's just going to be one of those days where we just have to wait and see. I mean, you know, eventually could it be end up being true? Yeah, but you know, right now I think let's just finish up the season and we'll and go on from there. 
And so before we move on, uh, you said the Bears could possibly win one or two more games because mm-hmm. of the rest of their schedule looks like this. I know they host Minnesota in Chicago next Monday night. We apologize to ES, you folks watching on ESPN. I wish they had the Manning cast for that one, but that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got more news on them later in the program. P.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you go to Seattle uh, following Christmas Day on, on the 26th. At, that's, a, that's a road game. And then you have uh, um, the New York Giants on January yeah, 2nd, the, the last home game of the regular season. I'm interested yep. to see how that's going to look or not look <laughs> in terms of people uh, the poor, going into yeah, the, the turnstiles. Yeah, the poor souls that have to do that, you have to call that game. I think that's, I know it's a CBS, uh, that's an ABC, uh, uh, Fox game, I should say. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what happens with that real quick, it, though. Uh, it, and then you end the regular season on January 9th in Minnesota. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, then it might be a, a, a playoff spot, you know, at say for Minnesota. So, you know, yeah, I think they're going to, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be a probably, you know, want to be, uh, we'll see where they are by that point. But, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure. They want to win that game against the Bears uh, next Monday night. Our buddy Twan War, what's up, Twan? Showtime! Uh, what's going on, yeah. my man? What's going on? He says, how confident are you guys are in the Bears to actually keep Fields happy if the Bears suffer another two or three years of what we saw, what we've seen this year? I, I mean, look, if you're if you're Justin Fields, if you get if you get your, your your college coach to come in and perhaps maybe try and try and help, but again, it's all about the personnel. Know your personnel. Mm-hmm. They don't have the personnel yet, and it's going to be very interesting to see what you know what plan what plans are. Does Ryan does you know Ryan Pace end up going upstairs? Does he end up having a will he have a say on who the next head coach will be, or even the next front office guy? So I don't know what's going to ha- going to happen, but I just I just feel like at this point, do you really trust the Bears brass to make these kind of decisions? I don't. I don't either. In and going back to going back today, assuming that he's the next head coach of the Chicago Bears, he better take serious lessons from your boy Urban Meyer. We'll get on him in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to or how not to act as a head coach. Uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> You're listening to Second City Sports on the Monday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in Living Color. Sid Lakina here with you. Lakina, let's get to some better news and let's go around the league. Week 14, as the kids would say, was lit yesterday. Uh, both uh, on the field and in the standings. And let's start off with the first game uh, on the slate. It was the Cleveland Browns uh, beating the Baltimore Ravens 24-22. to Lamar Jackson injured his ankle midway through the second quarter. He was replaced by Tyler Huntley, who was 27-38 for 270 yards and a touchdown. Devontae Freeman had 13 carries and 64 yards for Baltimore. Their tight end, Mark Andrews, who caught a late touchdown, had 11 catches for in 115 yards. Lakina, the Browns dominated the first half with 24 points. They were shut out in the second half, even though Baltimore scored 16. I did watch some of this game live via this computer screen. <laughs> As we talked about on our show last Friday, the Browns w- w- had to run the ball, and they did effectively. Uh, Miles Gary had that had that uh, scoop and score off a fumble off uh, mm-hmm. uh, the quarterback Hundley, and which really set the tone for the Browns defense and for the Browns for that game. Baltimore had a late comeback, but they just fell two points short. I'll get on Baltimore in a second because there were some things that happened near the end of that game that I, I just want to let's just say there should be some folks that should be gone. And, you know, for, for, for me, I, I think, look, they split their series. You probably see the Browns show won their first meeting, you know, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. back on Sunday night football, but you know, it, it it's fine. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, it seems like the ball that Baltimore is in free for all. We'll see how serious the 
Lamar's uh, ankle injury is, you know, <laughs> Cleveland, will they have enough games to you know, make up the deficit and perhaps maybe even get, get to the, uh, the wild card spot? We'll see. But, you know, they, they, they didn't look too good either in the second half. So it was a tip of the tail of two halves. You know, Baltimore had their chances to win that game and they let yeah. it slip away. And so for me, like, you know, we'll see what, ha- what happens in that, in that front. But, you know, it is just good. It's just crazy what went on in that game yesterday. It was actually pretty, pretty exciting. But I have my, my other thoughts on that. We'll do that for our studs and duds. Now, as far as, you know, going to the NFC South, you got Atlanta beating Carolina. Apparently Carolina don't have a quarterback. Apparently they, you know, Cam Newton played for a couple, you know, they, then he was pulled and, you know, PJ Walker was brought yeah. in. He threw a, you know, he threw a touchdown. No, then they kept going back to Newton. It was sort of like back and forth between those two. I don't think they, I don't think Matt Rule knows what to do. I know he coached Walker when he was at Temple, but, you know, it doesn't seem like there's a, they'll have a direction for a quarterback right now. But on the flip side for that Atlanta, you had Matt Ryan, you know, not, didn't do too much. He didn't need to do too much. You know, one, he threw from 190, you know, scored a, t- mm-hmm. uh, threw a touchdown. And, you know, Cordero Powers, I'm sure Bears fans would love to wish they had him back. You know, he, Ram pretty much for a <laughs> touchdown. Uh, yeah, so you know, not, again, not not a flashy performance. You know, Young Hoku had three field goals, so that helped Atlanta as well. Six and seven. I, I know Atlanta. They feel like maybe they're they could be right there for a playoff spot, but a nice a nice showing by Atlanta. Yeah, Chuba Hubbard uh, scored a touchdown for Carolina early in the, in the third quarter to get the Panthers back in the game. But I guess I did check out some of this game. Uh, Cam, I guess for Cam Newton, you, uh, you can't, you cannot go, go go home again. Uh, that Panthers defense was just in shell shock. And as I said on Friday, Lakina, I did pick Carolina to win because I didn't think Atlanta had enough weapons left for Matt Ryan. But uh, the Panthers shot themselves in the foot. Of course, Cam Newton threw a pick six in that first half there. Uh, so what happened was Atlanta took advantage of Carolina's mistakes and they pulled out the win. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Uh... We don't have to spend too much time on this one. Seattle and Houston. Seattle, um, they're they're five and eight. You know they're they're you know kind of mm-hmm. like inching a little bit closer. You know Russell Wilson's starting to you know come back. You know you know had threw for two touchdowns and two hundred sixty yards, but it was Rashad Penny you know who you know had a breakout game, one hundred thirty-seven mm-hmm. rushing yards and two touchdowns. Didn't really have to do too much against Houston, but you'll take the win if you're Seattle and you have like a lot still has to happen. But as long as you keep doing your thing, but you know, they look, they've been looking pretty good the last couple of weeks. Yeah, props to Seattle. I, I know the schedule, the last couple of weeks, as you mentioned, they were in their favor. They were riding high off, off the win against the 49ers last week. They took advantage of a bad Houston Texans team. The Texans, give them the credit, they played well in the first half there, mm-hmm. and especially with their rookie quarterback, Davis Mills, with 331 yards and a touchdown. That was his final statistics. But we talked about this also, too, on Friday. Seattle has to find a consistent running game. Rashad Penny did that yesterday with two Long touchdown runs, 137 yards total on the day. Tyler Lockett had a, a touchdown uh, late in that game, too, to basically put it away. He had five catches, 142 yards overall. But I think that Seattle, do they still have a chance? Yes, but they got to leapfrog over a whole lot more teams. And, and you could tell when Russell Wilson came back uh, a couple of weeks ago, he came back too soon, especially in that first game against mm-hmm. against Green Bay, even though they technically were in it. Uh, Seattle, uh, they could – uh, they can still have a shot, but they got to run the ball with some consistency. They did it yesterday, although against a bad team. Let's see if they can follow the same game plan yeah, uh, throughout uh, the, until the end of the regular season. Yeah, because they technically, they're not out, unlike Chicago. 
Yeah, right. Um, the, the, well, they play the Rams next at the Rams next week, so that's going to be yeah. tough. Then they have the Bears and the Lions. They finish up with the Cardinals. The Cardinals could still be playing for a one seed in the NFC, so we'll see what happens there. And I think we can do we can do one more. You know, we'll have to again. We don't have to spend too much time on this one. Um, Kansas City uh, just hammered Las Vegas, forty-eight nine. The Pat Mahomes had you know two touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, honestly, I you know I don't know what happened. I think I guess the Raiders you know celebrate you know celebrated jumping down on top of that Casey logo on the fifty you know, before the game. But oh, I, I mean, it was just I don't know what happened. It it was just like you know I don't know did they just it's it, it's one of those days where you figure like what the heck's happened to Las Vegas the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, the, uh, their that mistake with the fumble return for a touchdown for Kansas City, uh, the the Raiders like that affect them early. Kansas City, as I said on Friday, Lakina, I, I thought they were going to get back on track. I didn't think they were going to dominate the the Raiders like this because uh, we haven't seen Kansas City look like this all season long. And so uh, that that turnover by Vegas early, uh, they mm-hmm. let them get that into their heads. Uh, Kansas City, uh, you don't give a team like that who's been lacking confidence uh, on the offensive end consistently for the last month. You don't give a team like that confidence. That's what happened. Kansas City took advantage of that, and they ran the Raiders out of the building. So uh, for the Raiders, I know they're on a short week. They got to go to Cleveland for a, 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 a matinee game on Saturday. So technically, they're still in the playoff race at 6-7. and seven, But uh, this, just like last year, this thing is going down and going down in a hurry. Now, Kansas City, they still have a chance at the number one seed. We'll get into that on the flip side, but they did what they had to do yesterday uh, in securing another win. All right. So we've approached the bottom of the hour. We'll do the rest of the rest of the, uh, the games. You know, the later games were actually were really good. So I know the, I know yes. the new games were, you know, were kind of blah, but the, the, the later games were really good too. So we'll, we'll recap those. We'll also do our sudden and does. We may have some non-players in the, among those suds and does. So we'll tell you who coming up next along with Sydney Brown. I'm like Kenny McGee. This is second season sports on SportsZone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the SportsZone Chicago. A.J. Till on the hammers. The long setback. Rogers under center. Looks, throws, slant, right side. Devontae for the dagger. Touchdown. They beat Jalen Johnson on a slant to the right side of the end zone. The call on the Packers Radio Network, 45-30. to 30, The final over the Bears on Sunday. Green Bay improves to 10-3. and 3, The Bears drop to 4-9. and nine. Rumors swirling that head coach Matt Nagy's time with the team is just about done. Ohio State head coach Ryan Day, a rumored replacement. Chicago quarterback. Quarterback Justin Fields was picked off twice. He was 18 of 33 passing for 224 yards and two touchdowns. NBA tomorrow night, the Bulls play host to the Pistons. Chicago's lost two straight. The Pistons have lost 12 in a row. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Shop 40 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com this week only. Plus, new deals on outerwear and sweats. Save through December 15th at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Do you think it's okay to drive stoned? The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. 
Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Monday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We are live and in living color. Sid Lakina here with you as we continue to recap yesterday's actions from week 14, the National Football League. Lakina, before we get to the late games, there's still a couple of noon games we got to get out the way. It was the Tennessee Titans over the Jacksonville Jaguars, 20 to nothing. Trevor Lawrence, the rookie quarterback out of Clemson, he was 24 of 40 for 221 yards and four interceptions. Dante Foreman for Tennessee ran the ball 13 times for 47 yards in the score. It was Marvin Jones Jr. for Jacksonville, six catches for, for 70 yards. Lakina, we talked about the Tennessee Titans perhaps uh, being the number one team in the a- AFC. Do I see it? No. Uh, do they have a formidable um, roster in a, in, a, in a head coach that can perhaps give some teams trouble come playoff time? Should they get in? Yes, yes, I, I, I believe so. But it's just something about that team I, I just don't like. I know that head coach Mike Vrabel is a player's coach. And yes, they did what they had to do yesterday, but I just don't see them as a Super Bowl contender. I don't. Maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't really see, especially with her, Henry being being out now. He could come back. The rules are that he could come back. You know, just mm-hmm. in time for the playoffs. We'll have to wait and see on that. But you know, AJ Brown's out. You don't know how long he's going to be. So you know, they were you know the Titans. You know, to their credit, were able to kind of take advantage of this light part of their schedule. I know they're nine and four. They're right there competing for an, a number one seed. Looking at their schedule, they have the Steelers on Sunday. Then they have the 49ers. That's a Thursday night game. And then they have the Dolphins and the Texans. So mm-hmm. they got a couple of tough ones, you could probably say. Maybe the 49ers mm-hmm. game, they, they get them at home, so maybe that should help a little bit. But it, it's just it, it's just crazy. And I, I kind of feel like I don't know what to think about this. The old Tennessee Times, we know we, we talked about their defense the last couple of years. They're very opportunistic. Mm-hmm. They really didn't have to do too much yesterday. So you take the win. We'll see how good they are, but I don't know. I mean, do they make the play? Can they make a run in the playoffs? I, I don't know. <laughs> and on the flip side for, for Jacksonville, uh, Urban Myers, we alluded to earlier. Of course, there, was, there were reports that came out over the weekend saying that uh, he challenged uh, uh, his assistant coaches. He challenged some of the players on the on the roster, saying that you guys are not uh, trying hard enough. You, you guys don't want it. Basically, challenging their manhood. Of course, he denied all those reports, and it, it's just a big mess in Jacksonville. And and, and I'll yeah. repeat what Michael Urban said this morning on first take. Even though that's a show I do not watch, I just happened to flip the channel this morning. He said all those scare tactics that worked in college that doesn't work in 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 the NFL. You know why? Because the majority of the players especially the star players on your roster, they make more money than you. So you cannot scare them. <laughs> right. Seriously. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, look, I think there's some truth to those rumors. I, I think that because there's been, I think so too. There, yeah. There's been, you know, maybe not to the extent that was reported, but I think some of this stuff is true. And and I think like, like I, I heard, uh, I don't watch first take like that, but I, I did uh, uh, see Michael uh, Rizzo clips of his, of his comments and, and he's right. I mean, like like he said, most most of those guys, I would say maybe ninety, like maybe eighty five to ninety percent of those guys are making more money than he is. So mm-hmm. you know, if they don't they don't gotta listen to you. if they don't like it, they gotta listen to you. 
they all got to listen to you. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the season he's gone. Uh, if Robert tries, I mean, yeah. tries to see if he can get another college job. Yeah, like you said, some coaches are better equipped for college as some are equipped to be coordinators for, mm -hmm. for Urban Meyer. This hasn't worked and most much of it to do with his own doing. We all know that Jacksonville is not a, a roster ready to compete for a playoff spot yet, but right. some of the shenanigans that, that has gone on down there this year, the majority of it is his fault. Uh, forget about the whole bar lap dance incident, quote unquote, but you know, chat, um, Challenging you guys here with this last incident, uh, last uh, incident here. Going back to training camp, uh, we're not cutting guys due to COVID. They didn't take the the, the test or not, or get the va got the vaccine or not. You know, he had got a call from the league just a few seconds later after he said that, which made public. But <laughs> I, I'm with you, Lakina. I'll, I'll be surprised if he's back next year. I re I really would would be shocked if they if he does come back. Now, we don't have to spend too much time on this last uh, noon game, New Orleans and the Jets. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, Taysom Hill didn't really have to do too much. Alvin Kamara's back. You know, he scored a touchdown. You know, Hill had a couple of rushing touchdowns. You know, they're six and seven. I don't know if they'll be able to, you know, complete into the playoffs. But, you know, what, what do you think about the uh, what do you think about the Saints and their performance? Uh, the, the Saints did what they had to do. They pulled away uh, late in that fourth quarter there. Taysom Hill had a decent day. Uh, Zach Wilson looked competent at times. But as we mentioned, like, can I asked you about this player on Friday, Alva Kamara, would he play? It turned out he did play 27 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, uh, the Saints did what they had to do. The Jets are a lesser opponent. Mm hmm and so the Saints are still barely alive in that playoff race in the NFC at six and seven. So they did what they had to do. They, they yeah, they really did. So you know, they look. I don't know. Let me if you look at their schedule real quick. Um, they got the Bucks on Sunday nights. They got the they got the Dolphins after that on Monday night. Then they got the Panthers and the Falcons. They would have to. They could win a couple of those games, but they're gonna have to jump over a lot of teams, and a lot of teams would probably have to lose in order for them to get into the playoff spot. But Yep. Uh, another comment here from my buddy uh, Ver Vernon. First of all, Vernon checks in. Shout out to Vernon. Uh, can we just renounce the rivalry to the Packers because <laughs> there really isn't one? We agree. We agree. We agree. And back to our buddy Antoine. Showtime war, guys. Is it safe to say that this is the last year of Matt Ryan in a Falcons jersey? Maybe. 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 I, maybe. Maybe. I know they got a new coaching staff there now. I mean, they they've, mm -hmm. they've shown a little bit of flashes. Um, you know, I, I don't I honestly don't know if you want to want to. I mean, he is in the last year of his contract with Atlanta. I know that, you know, their rookie Kyle Pitts has had, you know, has looked really good so far. You know, Mike Davis showed some had, you know, showed that he still has it. So I don't know. I mean, and then mm -hmm. look, you know, the NFC South, I mean, you can probably you probably won't be able to compete for that as long as Brady's still there. But you can probably you know, compete for one of the wild card spots, you know, it if you want to have a have a question or a comment for us uh, doing any of our topics of today's show, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions and comments in the comment section. With Keenan, we'll get them up on the screen for you as we did just there. The last of the noon games, Lakina, it was the Dallas Cowboys over the Washington football team, 27 to 20, 
the Washington football team couldn't run the ball, but they made a late great comeback, but they fell seven points short. The Cowboys are now nine and four, while Washington drops to six and seven. They're still Washington referring to. They're still in the thick of the NFC wild card playoff race. Dak Prescott, 22 of 39, 211 yards in a touchdown pass, even though he did th uh, throw a pick six late in that game. Ezekiel Elliott, he's still uh, being bothered by knee problems, had 12 carries for 45 yards, mm -hmm. but it was Chris Sims for the Washington, uh, Cam Sims rather, for the Washington football team, three catches, right. 69 yards, and a incredible touchdown catch uh, early in that third quarter. I did watch the majority of this game. Dallas looked great early. You thought they were going to pour it on in that second half, but right. the Washington defense did step up. They, they made a game out of it late, but it was uh, too little too late. Yeah, it really was, and I and I kind of feel like you know they you know, Washington had their chance if Kyle Kyle Allen had not just had just taken the sack that led to that uh, that that, mm -hmm. that, uh, that, la that last turnover. Maybe who knows? Maybe there would have been a better game. Maybe they were able to would have been able to sneak down sneak it off in overtime. I mean, Mike, Mike, but Michael Parsons though has looked really good. He had two sacks. I mean, I think he's definitely making a case, so, and he'll probably end up winning offensive. I mean, defensive mm -hmm. rookie of the year. So he's looked really good. And look, Washington still has a shots. I, but I, I, you know, a lot has to happen though. And if you look at their, looking up at their schedule, their their remaining schedule, they play. They're at the Eagles, who are coming off a bye on mm -hmm. Sunday. Then they got to go at Dallas. Then they host the Eagles, and they got to go at the Giants. Like I said, all these NFC East teams now have to play. Going to be playing each other for these, the rest of the season. So it's mm -hmm. really going to be a, a a little a play on chess here of like, okay. Who's going to end up doing that? The fact that you know Washington, you know, despite everything, they they made it close. It probably were had not been for a couple of you know mistakes. Could have beaten the mm -hmm. Cowboys. I think the Cowboys better watch out. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not going to say that the Cowboys are going to like you know go into free for all these next few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying that, but they play the Cardinals in a couple of weeks, and like I, you know they get at home, but you don't know where mm -hmm. the Cardinals. The Cardinals are still going to be playing for a one seed. So you don't know, you know, that's not going to be a gimme. And then you have, you know, the rest of our digital visual opponents. You got to go at the Giants. That's probably a win. You host Washington mm -hmm. in between that Cardinals game. You know, in between the Cardinals game, you finish up your season against the Eagles. The Eagles might be playing for a playoff spot by then. You know, a lot can still happen in NFC East. Yes, and like you say, they're, they they play each other for the next couple of weeks, and a lot is going to uh, uh, determine what's going to happen in that division uh, uh, coming up in the next few weeks. You're listening to Second City Sports Live and Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago for a Monday. Silly Kenan are here with you. Let's finally go to the three o'clock games. Looking, let's get the two. Let's get these two dud games from the three o'clock slate uh, out of the way. It was the Denver Broncos over the Detroit Lions, 38-10. Uh, the Broncos organization honored Demarius Thomas, who uh, tragically passed away uh, last Friday due to brain aneurysm. Uh, as far as the game was concerned, Jerry Goff for Detroit was 24 at 39, three, 215 yards and a touchdown. Melvin Gordon, the third, ran the ball 24 times for 111 yards and two scores for the Broncos. And it was... Amon St. Brown for Detroit, mm -hmm. eight catches for 73 yards. Lakina, it was all about the defense uh, and running the football for Denver, which uh, uh, which got them the victory at home yesterday. Yeah, Melvin Gordon had a couple of touchdowns. It got, but I think he got a little bit dinged up, but he actually came back into the you – know, no, had a, a couple of touchdown uh, rushes, and, you know, Teddy Bridgewater looked good as well. You know, it was a nice sentiment. If you saw Peyton Manning and his his uh, twins, they were there at that memorial, at that you know memorial honoring him. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of times when some of the players actually you know put the ball on the decal uh, number eighty eight. So 
you know, they were kind of playing, they played inspired. They're seven and six, and, you know, we'll see if they can perhaps make a, the AFC is a little bit crazy. You know, they got the Bengals, they got to play at Las Vegas, at Los Angeles, the Chargers, and they, they finish up against the Chiefs, hosting the Chiefs, I should say. So they got to, after the, this week, they got to play, you know, the AFC, the rest of their divisional, you know, folks. So we'll see if they can make a, a playoff run. You know, Big Fan Joe's got, they, they're coming up and down, but they're playing pretty well right now. Yes, they are. So we'll see what happens with the Denver Broncos. Um, they're still above 500, even at the start of the season, out 3-0. It was the Los Angeles Chargers over the New York football Giants, 37-21. Justin Herbert, second-year quarterback out of Oregon. He was 23-31 for 275 yards and three touchdown passes. Austin Eckler ran the ball 12 times for 67 yards in the score for the Chargers. And it was... The guy, Jalen, guiding for the Chargers in the receiving department. Three catches, 87 yards, and a late touchdown in the first half. Lakina, the Chargers, as we predicted on Friday, they did what they had to do to beat a bad Giants team. I know the Giants had a couple of touchdowns uh, late in that game to make the final score a little respectable. I'm using air quotes here. But mm -hmm. the, the Chargers were dominant uh, throughout the majority of the game. Yeah, they really didn't have to do too much to charges. It just makes you just don't make any big mistakes, which they didn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the, those two touchdown passes that Herbert threw, he joins Dan Marino as the only QBs in NFL history to, to, to pass, you know, with 60 passing touchdowns over their first two seasons. So a big accomplishment, accomplishment there. And, mm -hmm. you know, look, I mean, uh, they're, they're, you know, Guyton was the guy. Because if you remember, Keenan Allen is out. They'll do the, uh, mm -hmm. he tested positive for COVID, but he could come back in their Thursday game. So we'll see what happens with that. And and look, I think you know, the Chargers, you know, they're eight and five. You know, I'm sure there are a couple of losses, a couple of losses they would love to have back. They host the Chiefs, so that should be a lot. They host the, you know, they host the Chiefs on you know Thursday night, so that should be a fun one. Then they have the Texans, the Broncos, and the Raiders. They could probably may have a say as to whether or not they may have a self outside shot of winning the uh, AFC West. I think. Yeah, especially if they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, which will be in SoFi Stadium Thursday. Uh, I think they'll be your division champions if that happens. But mm -hmm. as I said before throughout the season, Lakina, this is a young team. I predicted them to go to the playoffs. I think they will do that, especially reading off their schedule. Uh, they have a chance of really um, um, having a, a, the highest seed possible outside of number mm -hmm. one, of course. But of course. they have a chance to have maybe the number three, number two seed uh, hosting the playoff game. Uh, with that schedule, they should be able to do that despite what happens this upcoming Thursday. But going to Thursday's game for the Chargers, uh, you have the upper hand on the Chiefs because you beat them in arrowhead early in the season. So yeah. I want to see how that team competes. But uh, looking at the Giants game on Sunday, I know some people, a couple of people thought that they could have been, that could have been a trap game. Uh, it wasn't the case by the way they played yesterday. It, yeah, it really wasn't, and I, and I kind of feel like, you know, as long, like I said before, as long as they didn't make any mistakes, you know, they were fine, and they didn't, you know, I know Keenan Allen was out because, you know, of COVID, but they didn't make any big mistakes, you know, they, you know, yes, the other Giants scored some garbage touchdowns late, but mm -hmm. yeah, the game was well out of reach, so it really didn't matter now. The 49ers and the uh, Bengals, you know, 49ers had a, a, a Robbie Gold field goal after missing the goal, the field goal that would have, you know, won the game for them in regulation, they come back. You know, go down the field. They get the uh, the field goal in overtime to win that game. And Cincy, I'm not kicking you guys ever again the rest of the season because you <laughs> get 
killed me again. Even though Jamar Jamar Chase, you know, was the was the bright spot for them. You know, they, he set the uh, single season uh, record for rookies with you know, another with a, another touchdown uh, reception, the receiving yards to his tenth of the season, also with over a thousand receiving yards. Mm-hmm. You know, he set that record. You know, since the nineteen seventy merger. But you know, the 49ers, You know, I'm, I'm sure they would love to have that game from last week against Seattle. I'm sure they would love to have that game back. Mm-hmm. But look, they did what they're supposed to do. And they look good. You know, George Kittle, I think he's going to be getting, you know, some moolah this year. In the <laughs> you know, had 151 For those of you who score some moolah, means cash. Cash, yeah, I'll say. For all those who are under 30, have no clue what that means. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, they, they, this, the 49ers look good. Yeah, I did watch the entire game via this computer screen. <laughs> and uh, the 49ers dominated the Bengals early, especially in the defensive department. They got to Joe Burrow early. They forced two fumbles on special teams, uh, which led the 49ers to the 20 to 6 advantage. But in that second half, it was the Bengals' defense that turned it on. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, he didn't have any turnovers, but he was sacked five times. Uh, as I mentioned, he didn't turn the ball over to San Francisco. They ran the ball effectively, effectively a, a little bit, even though it, it did not show up on the, on the stat sheet. And you mentioned Jamar Chase. I thought that uh, that that touchdown that tied the game. I thought he stepped out of bounds, but I'll let that go. But uh, Cincinnati did show some fight. They did get the field goal in overtime to take the lead. But it was Brandon Ayuk's uh, score in overtime, which uh, which the uh, replay officials got correct. By the way, in which the 49ers pulled out that win. Joe Burrow was twenty five of thirty four for three hundred forty eight yards and two touchdown passes. Both of them were to Chase Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. Had 18 carries for 58 yards for the, for the Bengals. George Kittle was the man again for the 49ers. 13 catches, five, four, sorry, 13 catches, 151 yards, and a touchdown. Lakina, George Kittle, I know some people said that he's the best tight end in the NFL. I know some people would say Travis Kelsey, and rightfully so. But George Kittle has been on fire these last three weeks. And it's sort of, you know, one of those things where, yeah, that I, you know, apology for what I said, you know, the IU touchdown, you know, and that nice job by him, you know, keeping his toes were going out of bounds and, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. on his tippy toes. So that was a really nice play by by him to kind of win that game for them. But, you know, look, I mean, as far as since he, I, and I know some people are already you know, questioning Zach Collins and stuff. Look, you're seven and six. You know, you're you're in a better spot than y'all were last year. You didn't even win seven games yeah. last mm-hmm. year. And you can still win the division. You know, for your Baltimore's in free fall. You don't know which Cleveland team you're gonna get. I mean, they face the mm-hmm. Broncos on Sunday, and they host the Ravens and the Chiefs, and then they finish up against the Browns. Now there could be a playoff spot at State. You know, you know by that. So, you know, which I believe it will to, be. Yes. Yeah, so you know the. Bengals have a lot to pray for, so uh, give it's only it's only his like his third year, so you know give him a, give him a little bit of slack here, folks. And the other game of the day from yesterday, CBS. Uh, we're lucky to have both these late games on their schedule at the same time. It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champs, uh, being the Buffalo Bills, thirty-three to twenty-seven in overtime. Lakina. Uh, let me read out the the final statistics. Uh, Tom Brady for the Buccaneers was thirty-one of forty-six. 363 yards and two touchdown passes. Leonard Fournette, who scored the first touchdown on the game on, on the run for 47 yards. He had 19 carries overall, 113 yards in the score. And Chris Godwin had 10 catches for 105 yards. Lakina, I do not want to blame this on the officials, but there was a couple of calls that I thought that were 
uh, questionable, especially on the on the last play before the game time field goal from Buffalo. Uh, Stefan Diggs was completely mauled in the end zone when Buffalo had it deep in in the territory of the Buccaneers. And then, of course, in overtime when Buffalo had their only possession on that third down play, Stefan Diggs was mugged again, and there was no PI call. I, I don't get it. But as we talked about it before, like, you know, I don't want to waste too much time on this, but I thought Buffalo got uh, man, uh, mauled there, manhandled there both times, and there was no flag thrown. That just didn't make any sense to me. But but besides the point, Buffalo trailed Tampa Bay by uh, 17 early in that fourth quarter. They did show some fight the first half. They did the opposite of what the Bears did last night. Buffalo didn't show up in that first half, but in that second half, and in particular in that fourth quarter, they made a comeback. They had a better performance, unlike last week at home against the Patriots. They just couldn't finish it off. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, had a, uh, had the game-winning touchdown. Bashar uh, uh, Perryman had his only catch of the game, which went into the end zone for the game winner. I think it spoke to more of Tampa Bay. They took the foot off the gas. They barely recovered in overtime. Buffalo showed some fight. I know they're seven and six, but I'm more proud of them than I am of Tampa Bay yesterday. I know most people won't look at it that way, but that's how I looked at it yesterday. Yeah, it's, it's sort of, yeah. I mean, there were a couple of calls you can probably say that they you know could have went you know the other way or they could have been could have been called, but you know Buffalo had their chances. You know, and, and perhaps mm-hmm. maybe maybe they didn't you know were I don't know if they were afraid of the Bucks, but maybe they would scored in the, the first ha- first quarter. I should say maybe you could have won that game and that that whole thing yeah. would not have mattered. So I always look at it that way. I never want to blame the official unless it's totally blatant. I don't think it was blatant. They probably weren't going to – you're not going to have those kind of calls late in games. You just aren't. So and that's why I always tell people, you know, you want to blame, you know, no offensive pass interference or defensive pass interference. They they're, they're, they rarely call them, if any, if any time. So I would kind of like, you know, I would tell folks to kind of like, you know, hold off on that. But like I said before, Buffalo, Buffalo if, he, if he had showed up, you know, early in the game, it, this mm-hmm. probably would not have been – you know, this, it wouldn't have mattered. So, you know, that's how I look at it. But that's yeah. just me. And remember what I said on Friday when we had Christina on, uh, Christine Manica on, our buddy from KXRB in Sioux Falls. I said, if Josh Allen is your leading rusher, it's going to be a problem. Now, in the first half, Josh Allen had 44 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. The rest of the team had zero. Now, Devin Singletary had a couple of nice big runs in that second half. So did Matt Breida. But even though Josh Allen still continued to run the ball for Buffalo, if your quarterback is your leading rusher for Buffalo, I don't know how you're going to win this way come playoff time. Now, yeah. they got away with it in their comeback, but it ultimately it cost them the game. Now, could this uh, formula success continue as you get into the playoffs? I don't think so, me personally. But, yeah, there's got to be some balance there. And we saw that last year when Josh Allen was one of the top candidates for MVP. I don't know why we haven't seen much of that this year from last year. Well, it also well the, the run game. I think you know I don't think they have one. They don't have a plan. And you can tell that you know that you know Allen was banged up. You know that ankle was bothering him or knee. I don't know which. I don't know. Not sure which one it was, but mm-hmm. yeah, you could tell it was bothering him, and he did what he could to win it, but he needed help. And you know, you know Buffalo defense. You know, you were number one at one point. It, at the, you know, this season so like what what what's happening look I know 
Look, I know Jadavius White, I know he's out for the year, but, you know, mm-hmm. Tremont Evans, you know, let's do a little bit more from you. Uh, Ed Oliver, I know he had a bad penalty. So, you know, where, where are you at, dude? So, like, it, it's sort of like, you know, Micah Hyde, I know you're doing what you can, but maybe perhaps mm-hmm. maybe try to intercept, you know, Tom Brady. I mean, I know it's, I know it's hard to do, but maybe try and get you know, those passes. So, you know, it, it's, it's just – Look, it's it's just, it's just one of those things where you you can't really blame the refs, but you know I would say the refs maybe have you know maybe maybe fifteen twenty percent of the blame, but the rest of, of the of the blame goes to the fact that you guys didn't show up in the first quarter. You're listening to Second City Sports on the Monday edition. We're live in Living Color City. Lakina Hart here with you. We're, uh, of the first hour is about to come to a close. Lakina, let's uh, quickly do our studs and duds from uh, Week 14. I'll start with my uh, three studs. Uh, this is from Thursday's uh, Vikings Steelers contest. Dalvin Cook from Minnesota, 27 carries, 205 yards, and two touchdowns. And the Vikings, 36-28 win over the Steelers. George Kittle, as I mentioned, uh, yes, uh, from uh, from uh, our review, he had 13 carries, 151 yards, and a touchdown. And the 49ers, 26-23 win over Cincinnati. And my thir- third stud will go to... Drum roll, please. Rashard Penny, 16 carries, 137 yards, and two touchdowns in Seattle's 33-13 win over the Houston Texans. All right, so I'm going to change mine. Change some of my studs and duds up a little bit. You know, some of these are going to be non-players, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, my mm-hmm. first stud uh, goes to the, you know, the first series in that Bronco, uh, Lions-Broncos game. They paused it you know one of their their receivers mm-hmm. went off the field they only played with 10 men they took the delay of game the lions declined it so that was a nice little sentiment there you know by them uh also my second studio you know, justin herbert threw for three touchdowns like i said before he's up there now with dan marino for the most mm-hmm. touchdown passes and they're your first two two years in the league uh brandon Ayuk for that nice little tippy toes you know for that down a touch the gateway touchdown uh catch you know from garoppolo uh, let's see. My my other stud. Hmm. I'll give it to Tom Brady because he broke the record for most mm-hmm. for most touchdown uh, catches, you know, by a forty year old. So it's so it's it's yeah. So what a, a great showing all around. All right, my three duds are, well, of course, the Chicago Bears. That's the honorary dud. But my three duds mm-hmm. from yesterday are the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Las Vegas Raiders and the referees from the Tampa Bay <laughs> Buffalo game yesterday. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Should have scored in the first quarter, folks. Don't have it. Don't true, have a true, start. true, true. So true. I'm not. I look. I guess why I, I look at it on on both ends. Uh, let's see. You know, I would say the Bears, but like you said, that's too easy. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even gonna do that uh yeah the, the jaguars there's there's a lot of you know tension and just you know a lot of stuff going on in jacksonville so i wouldn't be surprised if you we see some changes made uh the raiders i mean yeah you step okay you stepped on uh the chiefs logo in the middle of the field right before the game started what the heck happened after that I, that's I don't know. dumb the dumb 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 the the total you know, <laughs> total asinineness there and uh i'm gonna change your mind up too since you're going with the refs i'm gonna talk greg roman now, that name doesn't sound familiar. He's the OC for the Baltimore Ravens. Four and, four and six. You threw a check down? Really? Huh? <laughs> four, four, four and six to get your stuff up with a guy who's Mr. Automatic, you know, and Justin Tucker. Four and six, a check down? 
Really? And all season long, you're, you're basically putting all, all this on, on Lamar Jackson. Now look what happened. He got hurt. He needs to go. If, if the, but the Ravens end up missing the playoffs. He needs to go. He's the first person that needs to go. They need to totally, you know, revamp that offense, make it a little more traditional. You know, they can, you want to mm-hmm. throw in some other stuff, fine. But Lamar Jackson's not going to be, too, you know, not going to be for long in this league if you got if you keep, you know, being he's keeps getting, you know, being used around like a rag doll. I know they've had injuries and such, but no. All right, quickly, Lakino, tonight's uh, week 14 will come to a close as the Arizona Cardinals will host the Los Angeles Rams in the desert on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Cardinals are 10 and 2, the Rams are 8 and 4. The Arizona is favored by two and a half. On Friday, I picked the Los Angeles Rams to win. I'm not changing my pick. Uh, I think you, I believe you picked Arizona, correct? I know you and Christine picked Arizona. So, uh, what's your quick uh, observations for tonight's game? To me, it's about, what are your keys for tonight's game? To me, to me, it's going to be the quick start. If if the Cardinals can do a quick start like they did in their first meet against the Rams, the Rams are pretty much you know the they, they basically say it's going to end up being a blowout. Now, look, you know, Matt Stafford admitted that he did not play his best game. You know, their defense basically just swarmed him. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. So I think the key is going to be weather will be an issue because they're in Arizona, and you know, for me, if it, look. There's still a lot to play for between both these teams. So I think for this could be a close win. Like I said, this could this could come out to the final possession. You know, who's gonna end up who can execute? Who can whose defense can you know both teams both teams got great defense. Excuse me. Okay, came out of nowhere. Who had great defenses? To me, I think those are gonna be the keys. You know, can who's can who can tame who? I mean, that that's gonna be the key here. And as I said on Friday, and I'll say it again here today, who needs this game more? The Rams, uh, they, they need this game more because, one, Arizona beat them in their, at their place at SoFi Stadium early in the season. Number two, the Rams, you don't want to have to uh, drop your seating lower than what it is mm-hmm. right now. If you win this game, you create momentum, perhaps go up higher, and perhaps uh, uh, grab a home playoff game unlike a year ago. So uh, this is, game is more important for the Rams from that standpoint. As you mentioned, Lakina, uh, the the Cardinals are chasing the Packers, Packers. They're, and they're, maybe they're the, the Cowboys for, right now, for that yeah. first round bye. And so, and, 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 and of course, home field throughout the NFC playoffs. So this is a big game for them too. But I think it's bigger for the Rams. And uh, I, I, the Rams defense uh, has to step up tonight. How you contain Kyle Murray and the Rams must run the football. I said that on Friday. I'll say it again to here tonight. I think the Rams will come up with a surprising performance on defense, and they'll sneak out out of Arizona with the win. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the Rams and the Cardinals tonight. That's at seven o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on ESPN and simulcasted on ABC. Unfortunately, no many cast with this one. So that's your week 14. Oh, just uh, story. Give a quick, real quick shout out uh, to uh, our, our, our bonus uh, stud to the, 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 the trio of from CBS, the number one team, Jim Nance, Tony Romo and Tracy Wolves on the sidelines. Just, they did their hundredth broadcast together um, on you know, last night with that, uh, with that Bill's Bucks game. So it's only been a hundred. Tony Roman's done a hundred of these already. I think that's the case. I know, right? That's a, <laughs> Time that's flies by. Yeah, that, that clearly includes playoffs and a couple of Super mm-hmm. Bowls. So I think that's probably why. But, you know, shout out to them. I, I'm glad they had a good game to, to for their 100th broadcast together. Now, as you know, Sid said, that's for our number one, also to NFL week 14, you know, hour two coming. I still got a lot to talk about, too. Uh, a, a, a decision, finally, a good decision made by the NBA regarding our Bulls. We'll, we'll tell you in a second. Also, too, some other NBA stuff, you know, some big performances within uh, over the weekend. 
Also, you know, some college hoops. I told him to start watching some college hoops. I'll ask him if he did that. And also, too, some much more. So, also, some sports media news, too, coming up next. A lot of news still this hour coming up. With Sid, I'm like him. This is Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you in a bit. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. AJ Dillon the hammers. The lone setback. Rogers under center. Looks, throws, slant, right side. Devontae for the dagger. Touchdown. They beat Jalen Johnson on a slant to the right side of the end zone. The call on the Packers Review Network 45 to 30. The final over the Bears on Sunday. Green Bay improves to 10 and 3. The Bears drop to 4 and 9. Rumors swirling that head coach Matt Nagy's time with the team is just about done. Ohio State head coach Ryan Day, a rumored replacement. Chicago Quarterback Justin Fields was picked off twice. He was 18 of 33 passing for 224 yards and two touchdowns. NBA tomorrow night, the Bulls play host to the Pistons. Chicago's lost two straight. The Pistons have lost 12 in a row. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Shop 40 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com this week only. Plus, new deals on outerwear and sweats. Save through December 15th at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Do you think it's okay to drive stoned? The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Kitty McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan underscore McGee on the IG. If you have any questions or comments for us as we dive into this basketball talk, both locally and nationally, you could do so by going to Sports on Chicago on Facebook or Sports on Chicago on the YouTube. You can type in your questions or comments in the comment section, and Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, as you <clears throat> mentioned, closing out our number one, we kick off our number two talking about the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls' last game was this past Saturday, losing to the Miami Heat 118-92. to But that's not uh, the story here. The st- breaking news story, which broke within the last half hour, is that the Chicago Bulls will miss their next two games against the Detroit Pistons and the Toronto Raptors. Those games will be postponed due to the COVID outbreak situation uh, 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 that the Bulls organization is dealing with. They have currently 10 players in COVID protocols, including DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and others. Lakina, we talked about this before we went on the air today. Um, the status for tomorrow's night's game against the Pistons at the time was up in the air. Now that we know that that game, along with their game against Toronto, following the, the Pistons game tomorrow night, has been postponed due to COVID protocols. We mentioned that a couple other teams had many outbreaks, including the Charlotte Hornets, a couple of 
weeks ago, but this is this is major now that the NBA has is I think this these the first two games that the yes. NBA has has um has to postpone the season. We know that the NHL uh, has dealt with uh, dealt with that early on this season, including the Chicago Blackhawks. Their game tonight against the Calgary Frames has been postponed due to Calgary's uh, uh, COVID outbreak as well. So uh, the Bulls, uh, the NBA has finally uh, come to their senses. I know this is a season that the, the fans are back in the stands and that, that the NBA is uh, wants to uh, make up all their money, just like everybody else from the pandemic of a year ago. But uh, this, these are the first couple of games that the NBA has to uh, postpone uh, this season, and it's, our Chicago Bulls are involved in the middle of it. Yeah, they really didn't have a choice at this point, especially with Alizé Johnson, who was the, the latest player who to, to test positive, and also, too, he had to go to health and safety protocols. They really didn't have a choice. I mean, they didn't have mm-hmm. nobody to practice with. You can only have – you have a minimum of eight guys to practice. They didn't have that. So, and you know, by if they kept playing, you're not only putting them at risk, you're putting the other team at risk, you're putting yeah. their coaches, their, their the other teams, their coaches at, at risk, you know, at risk, also to other you know folks, maybe and their families at risk. So, they really yeah. didn't have a choice. I know, I know that Alexo did not want to do that. I know he didn't want to have to postpone games or push games back, but they really didn't have a choice here. You know, and I guess, you know, Vooch, you know, Nikola Vucevic, you know, Vooch kind of made a joke and said, hey, at least we'll have her immunity by the end of the season. So I, I guess maybe the one bright side is it's better that it happens now when it's still pretty early enough in the season where you can make up the game instead of, you know, later on in the season where you probably have to maybe have to play like five or six, you know, five, four or five games in like seven days. So I think it's better that it happens now. Maybe they'll be make up like sometime in, you know, January or February, maybe like have yeah. one game make up like during that all-star break. So that way, you can get those games and they can still get their rest, but we'll see what happens. But, you know, and the uh, hope that this doesn't, I know some people say, oh, look, it looks like we're going to be back in the bubble. I don't know if the NBA would do that unless it gets really bad. It, hopefully it, it doesn't get to that point, but they really didn't have a choice in this situation. They probably, they probably should have done it on Saturday I guess, in that heat game. So, Yeah, and speaking of the heat game uh, last Saturday, Lakina, uh, the the heat were down a couple of players as well, but I couldn't get really upset with the Bulls' performance. They did compete, Mm -hmm. and they did play hard, but it just just wasn't their night. I know Zach Levine had 33 points after all that, but as you mentioned, Lakina, the Bulls are are still dealing with the um, uh, COVID outbreak, even though the, the entire organization is vaccinated. It's all about common sense at this point. And so the league did what they had to do. They had to protect their image, protect their integrity. So as you mentioned, Lakina, for the, for the Bulls, um, this was the right decision by the league. I, the, the, those games, like as you mentioned, they will be made up at, at some point later on this season. But uh, you're dealing with uh, the safety, not just of the players, but as you mentioned, of, of the entire organization and their families. And so uh, – this is the only decision that the league had to make. This it comes down to common sense at the end of the day. Unfortunately, some people choose not to use common sense. They go by their feelings. You know, if you go by your feelings, things will go downhill from you from there. So uh, this is the right decision for the Bulls. Uh, they get just about the whole week off. I know they have a game next Sunday at the United Center as of now against LeBron James uh, and the Los Angeles Lakers. This is the Lakers' only visit to Chicago this year. So, Hopefully things will, I believe, will improve by then. So uh, this is the right decision by uh, the NBA. You got to protect all persons involved uh, in in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I know some people were like, oh, Trey Vucevic, because you know how some people on Bulls Twitter are. 
And look, you know, you really couldn't blame them too much. I mean, look, Miami also had their issues. Not they had they had a couple of guys out because of COVID, but you know, Jimmy's out, Bam's out still. You know, with in- other guys are out with injury, so you know they 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 they're they're kind of hanging in there as well. So you know, I can't really blame you can't really blame the Bulls for this because of you know they were shorthanded. You know, Levine mm-hmm. had a game a season high thirty three points. But, you know, there was really nothing else. I mean, Booth struggled. You know, okay, he, it's, like I said before, it's going to take him a couple of weeks to kind of get him get him back into his groove. You know, Lonzo, you know, Ball did what he could. but And, mm-hmm. and they really basically didn't have no bench. They had mostly their Windy City guys. I know they signed Afonso McKinney, but, you know, he hadn't, hadn't played in a little bit. And, you know, like I said, you know, Io's out. So, look, they, they just really didn't have too much anything. So, you know, they, they you really can't blame the Bulls, but you know how some Bulls fans are. You can't really blame them. They really didn't have any other than Zach and Vooch and and you know Lonzo. They really didn't have anybody to play. So the yeah. fact that they were that's like, why I can't get upset at what happened on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, the fact that they actually still stayed in there. They only lost by twenty six. I mean, that's how that's a win in and of itself. So yeah, you'll take that and <laughs> yeah, considering the situation they're under right now. <laughs> so yeah, so I know people. You know how some people are. They're so you know mifty and whatever, and they're miserable, but. You really can't blame them. I mean, it, it it's fine. And look, when Demar and you know the others, you know, when Zach comes back, you know, it's gonna take them a couple. Look, if they end up playing on Sunday against the LeBron and them, well, we'll get to them in a second. You mm-hmm. know, it's gonna take them a couple. You know, maybe a week, maybe two weeks for them to kind of get back into the uh, in the swing of things. So you know, I look, I think it's better that this happens now than rather at the end of the season. Yeah, as we say uh, on, on this show. Uh, there's no good time to get sick or uh, or good time to get injured, but for the Bulls right now, this is a good time because yes, this was the softest part of the schedule before the Lakers game uh, coming up next Sunday. But some of those guys that were placed on protocols uh, a few days ago, they should be coming out of it now by the time they play the Lakers next Sunday. I know uh, that uh, that uh, the Bulls will have an entire week off between now and, and next Sunday. So uh, for those guys, especially that were placed on the uh, protocols uh, 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 in the last week or so, they should be able and ready to go by then. Hopefully, that Lakers game will not be postponed. But I, I think uh, I'll go out. I'll, I'm cautiously optimistic for those of you listening. Uh, I'm using air quotes here. I'm cautiously optimistic that their, their Lakers game will will uh, get played next Sunday. So the Bulls will have an entire week off. They've been dealing with this a little bit over the week now, going on two weeks by the time we'll do our next show on Friday. And so you would think that things will be on the up and up for the Chicago Bulls, at least to get enough bodies to feel the team because you yeah. only need eight players to feel the team five to start. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. You hope that maybe tomorrow we, you know, we'll be back. Uh, you know, I think maybe Zach might be out uh, depending. You know, I hadn't heard anything that you know he was in the protocols. They didn't say he tested positive. So maybe mm-hmm. just, you know, isolation and such, you know, maybe some of the other guys, all those guys will be, at least most of them, if not all these, most of them will be back, you know, by then. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have a good game. And and then look, you know, they beat the Lakers earlier this season. It looks like the Lakers are starting to kind of get into a groove again. We'll get to them in a second. But this is probably the best decision by the, the league because you know, it was just getting too bad. Also, too, you know, get well to all of them. And also, too, as well as Stacey King and Bill Wennington because, you know, Stacey King has yeah. been in, in protocols for a couple of weeks. Bill Wade said he was actually supposed to go back in, you know, with our buddy Schwartz. Now he's in protocol. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was not, it wasn't just the players. It was their, their, their broadcast teams too. So, you know, it's pretty bad. So also the Windy City Bulls, their G League team had to postpone their games on, uh, over the mm-hmm. weekend. So, you know, it, it's just, 
you know, like I said before, you know, hopefully everyone gets well and everyone can get on track to come back soon. Yes, and we echo those sentiments right here on Second City Sports, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina, uh, first of all, if you want to comment on the Chicago Bulls or the rest of the NBA, you could do so by going to our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on this screen for you. Uh, now let's go to the rest of the NBA. Lakina, um, reviewing the best and worst from the association from the weekend. I want to start with the Orlando match. They lost both their games to uh, the Lakers and Clippers. I did watch uh, a significant part, uh, a large part of both of those games. Uh, the Clippers, uh, they starting to turn it around here a little bit. They're still without Paul George, but Reggie Jackson stepped up in a big way in Saturday's win over the, of the Magic, especially with that game-winning shot uh, last night against the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James, he scored his 101st triple-double. Uh, the Lakers uh, held the Magic to 10 points. In the third quarter there, while scoring 36 points themselves in that third quarter, I'll, I'll focus in on the Lakers first as you brought them up first. Looks like the Lakers are starting to turn around here a bit. They take care of Oklahoma City on Friday. They took care of the Magic uh, at Staples last night. LeBron James had 13 points in that third quarter. He had a, two huge track down blocks from behind last mm -hmm. night as part of that big run in that third quarter to shut down the Orlando Magic. But it looks like the Lakers are finally starting to get their game back. It looks like they're starting to get that confidence back. But I would like to see Anthony Davis, Chicago's very own, start to dominate the, the, the ball, especially in the post. Because if you put him in that five position, he's bigger than most guys. He could dominate most guys, especially in that post. I want to see that start to develop now as his legacy hopefully finally started to turn it around. Yeah, I think Davis is out. I think you know with an injury, I believe. So he he's been out the last you know couple of games, but they really they haven't really needed him. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I mean the, the good news is that it's not that there's no ligament damage. It's just very swollen. That's what they're saying about his knee. So hopefully he'll be back. He might be. Hopefully he'll be back by that Bulls game again. You know that Bulls game on Sunday, mm -hmm. assuming that the game goes through. But you know LeBron's doing his thing. You know Carmelo had 13 off the bench. You know Russell Westbrook, like he's starting to find his group a little bit so you know could they maybe finally be turning the corner i mean who who knows but you know they're 15 to 13 right now and you know lebron joins you know himself and jordan only players to average you know 27 5 and 5 that's 27 points five rebounds and five assists at age 36 and, and older during a 10 game span so you gotta get you know 36 years old so you gotta give him a little bit of credit for that but you know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see as we go down the pike in you know, the next couple of weeks. If they're kind of right there, get the FIFA number one seed in the West, you know, maybe they are back. Mm -hmm. But we just got to wait and see. Still got a lot. Still got a lot of basketball left to play. And speaking of a whole lot of basketball left, the Brooklyn Nets went two and zero in their uh, uh, both their road games this weekend. They defeated the Atlanta Hawks uh, last Friday. Uh, that was the ESPN Showcase game, one thirteen to one hundred five. And then last night they defeated the Detroit Pistons. 116 to 104. Kevin Durant is the first uh, player to score 50 or more points in a single game this season. He had 51 last night in Detroit. Yeah, season high for for like the season high for all, not just him, but for all in the NBA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> excuse me, I know. <clears throat> excuse me, I know Harden. I know Harden didn't play, so I think you know that's what we able to kind of open the score up for him. But they they got uh, other guys. You know, Marcus Aldridge had 15. Uh, Patty Mills had 18. So. They were able mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, compensate for Harden, you know, taking the the game off. But you know, a nice showing by them. I mean, you know, look, Detroit's Detroit look. Detroit looks real pretty good. You know, Kate Cunningham had twenty six points, leading the mm -hmm. way there. So that that helps also to um, 
who somebody had Joey Frank Jackson, you know, he's the, the the rookie from Duke. No, not rookie. You know, he's a second second you know, second year guy from Duke. He had uh he had twenty five points off the bench. He's a fifth year guy from Duke, I should say. So he had twenty five points off the bench. So they kept it close. Uh, Detroit did, but too much, just too much KD and too much Nets. So it looks like the Nets are starting to kind of they're 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 the number one seed in the East right now. Now another team that you could probably say may challenge that you know besides the bulls once everybody comes back and but is milwaukee milwaukee had a couple of mm-hmm. big wins this weekend you know they're starting to get their guys back you know not not, not through COVID, but just you know through injuries and yeah. such so you know Giannis, you know Giannis was Giannis. uh you know they beat houston 123 114 they also beat the knicks yesterday 112 to 97. Uh, Chris Middleton, you know, they're getting contributions from, not just from Giannis, but also too from uh, Chris Middleton. Yes, Chris Middleton, as we talked about last year, Lakina, uh, during the run for the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, we all questioned, including there surely at times, was, was he going to be that second guy to Giannis? It, it proved, the answer to proved to be yes, and that's why Chris Middleton stepped up in the finals last year to help uh, overcome that 2 not the series deficit to defeat the Phoenix Suns in last year's finals. You've seen Chris Middleton pick it up again this year, especially the games that Giannis missed, so Chris Middleton is a, a formidable number two guy. I expect him to continue that uh, throughout the season. I'm hoping when, if Giannis stays healthy, uh, then Milwaukee team is still going to be that much more dangerous. I know they dealt with their injury issues uh, uh, jumping out of the gate to start the season, but it looks like this team is starting to c- come alive now and proving why they're, they're the defending champions and they're still uh, one of the top teams to fear in the East. I totally agree with you there. Now the big game on Saturday – Night, you know, there's the ABC game, Warriors and the 76ers. The 76ers were able to pull it out 102-93. You know, and B led the way for the Sixers, 26 points. Matthias the Bull only had six, but yeah, you know, he was uh more of a he you know, contributed more stopping Steph Curry. He held to held him to two of 13 shooting as a primary mm-hmm. defender, including one of nine from the beyond the arc. He, became, he becomes the first player to block multiple three point attempts by Curry in the same game. So I think, I think, you know, Mr. The bow gave the bull gave you the, the formula there and we'll have to see if, you know, tonight that well, we'll talk about it when we talk about the schedule tonight, but mm-hmm. we'll see, you know, he'll have to wait another game to uh, set the three point record. Steph, I mean. Yeah, I did check out some of that game. Uh, I wasn't shocked that Philadelphia won that game. They had an all-around team team effort, and like you said, Steph Curry, you could tell he wanted to break that r- record uh, in front of a national audience, even though it was on uh, uh, it was a, a road game for the Warriors. Uh, F- Philadelphia, uh, they they did the job, and y- you could tell that it looks like they're starting to uh, get some guys back. In, in particular, Joel and B, he's playing very well right now. Tobias Harris who contributed with 16 points and nine rebounds. Joel and B, as I, I mentioned before, 26 and nine. And so if you if he can stay healthy and produce those k- kinds of numbers, Philadelphia can be that top team uh, in the Eastern Conference. Coming off the bench, Danny Green, he had five points, but Andre J- Drummond was a point away from a double-double. He had nine mm-hmm. points and nine rebounds in 15 minutes of, of action. So if Philadelphia, if they can get some more contributions from the bench, in particular, their outside shooting, I think they'll be okay. And B, of course, has to stay healthy, but you got to get more consistent contributions coming from your bench. Yeah, I think that's going to be the thing. Hey, you look, you hope that maybe they can. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the you know, stuff with Ben Simmons probably at a later time. But mm-hmm. 
it's but yeah, I mean, it looks really it looks really good. They they they, they look good. You know, the Sixers are starting to kind of, they're getting healthy too, so they're starting to come back a little <laughs> bit. So you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. I, I think like can they can they challenge for the number one seed? There might be a little bit of you know a lot to ask for them, but they could be, definitely be right there in the, the top three or four. I think it should like I said should and be stay healthy. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, live and in living color, right here on Sports Zone. Chicago City, Lakina are here with you. Lakina, we have a couple of minutes left before we hit the bottom of the hour. Let's go through uh, the schedule well, and some of the. Well, just just a real quick shout out to Nikola Jokic, who had a a great performance, mm-hmm. you know, for for Denver on Sun on Saturday. He's the first player with thirty who have thirty five points, five rebounds, and five assists against the Spurs. So in that in that win and on Saturday. And they have the, you know, Denver starting to kind of heat up a little bit too. They're kind of signed up right there. Murray should be back by January or February. So we'll see if they can challenge for that, you know, that middle tier, but shout out to him. Yeah. Let's go through the schedule for uh, not only tonight's games, but for some of the key games uh, for this upcoming week uh, in the NBA of uh, tonight's games, which is, which is Monday for those of you listening back on our audio version uh, the Miami heat will uh, take on the Cleveland Cavaliers at six o'clock. The Miami heat are 16 and 11. The Cavaliers are 16 and 12. The NBA TV um, double header uh, for tonight. The first game will take place uh, in Indiana, uh, in Indianapolis at 6 p.m. is the Golden State Warriors as they continue through their East Coast road trip. It will be the Warriors against the Pacers. That's the first game of the NBA TV doubleheader tonight at 6 o'clock Chicago time. You have Milwaukee at Boston at 6.30. Philadelphia at Memphis. Memphis, are they're still playing without John Morant. That's at 7 o'clock. Memphis at 16 and 11. Philadelphia checking in at 15 and 12. Uh, speaking of the Nuggets, Lakina, they'll host the Washington Wizards tonight in Denver at 8 o'clock Chicago, Chicago time. Definitely looking forward to that game. The Hornets and the Mavericks at 7.30. And then the second game of that NBA TV doubleheader tonight will feature the Phoenix Suns traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Clippers. That should be a lot of fun. Also, too, our buddy Spiro Diaz will have the call in that first game and you know, for NBA TV, you know, goes mm-hmm. in against, Indi- against Indiana. You know, we'll see if you know Steph can break the rec- you know, Ray Allen's a three-point record. So that should be those both those contests should be fun. Let's see some of those other games. Now on Tuesday, the before you know Toronto and Brooklyn. I know Toronto has had some of their various issues through COVID. Not you know not too bad like the Bulls, but you know I'm sure we'll see a you know we'll see if Harden's back for the Nets, and we'll see if you know what Katie has in store. <laughs> the first game of the uh, the doubleheader, Golden State. You know coming off a second of a back to back, they'll face the Knicks, who have had their struggles lately. So we'll see how they look. And Phoenix and Portland, the second half of that doubleheader. Uh, They'll be coming off a second second of that uh, of a back to back the Suns, but Portland's had some of their issues. They lost to Minnesota last night, so I know I know Dame's out. Uh, I know some of the other a couple of guys are out too. Yeah, so CJ we'll McCollum. Yeah. yeah, among others. So we'll see how Portland looks, and you know that's your real quick schedule. Only three, only three schedules now because of course the the Bulls uh, Pistons mm-hmm. game is postponed. So only you know a small a small uh, schedule for uh, for tomorrow. Now, as for Wednesday, you got Houston and Cleveland. Um, you got the Lakers and the, the Mavs. You know, first the ESPN doubleheader at 6.30. We know mm-hmm. the time. Miami and Philadelphia. I know Miami's doing what they can, you know, with their various injury issues and such. So, But that should be still be a good one regardless. Also to Orlando, Atlanta and Orlando. We'll see if Orlando can bounce back after losing to both the L.A. teams and their L.A. road trip. You know, should be a fun one. Um Let's see, uh, Indiana and Milwaukee, you know, Indiana, I think trying to show people that, hey, you know what, we're still pretty much, even though the rumors are that they're going to 
you know, that they're going to probably gonna mm-hmm. get rid of everybody by the trade deadline. You know, we'll see how they look against uh, Milwaukee. And you got the Pelicans. You know, we'll talk about one of their guys in a second uh, against OKC and Charlotte and San Antonio. Those are seven. Those are your first half of that Thursday, of the Wednesday games, I should say. In the second half of the ESPN doubleheader on Wednesday, we'll feature the Los Angeles Clippers taking on the Utah Jazz. I believe this is their first game yes. uh, since last year's playoffs, so that yep. should be a whole lot of fun. Of course, wrapping up the Wednesday night schedule will be the Grizzlies at Trailblazers and then the Wizards at the Kings at 9 o'clock. Both those games will be at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. Lakina, let's go back to the first game of the ESPN doubleheader for Wednesday, the Lakers and the Mavericks. Of course, the Mavericks have had their issues. Head coach Jason Kidd has some questions about him already, uh, along mm-hmm. with Luka Dantich. Uh, Do you think that Dallas can pull out a win? We talked about the Lakers earlier uh, of gaining that confidence, even though uh, Anthony Davis is currently nicked up. But uh, this is, a, I believe, a, this is a big game for both teams, but I think it's a bigger one for Dallas, given their, uh, their inconsistency so far this season. Yeah, like you said before, they're already Mavs fans are already. Uh, shout out to our guy John Sam. I was a big kind of like a you know pseudo Mavs. We gotta get him on this show. At some we point. do. We really do. We really do. Because uh, I know he'd be great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it seems like a kind of a mismatch. I know Lucas said some things that has gotten him into hot water. You know, some people are already questioning Ken some of his you know sort of mm-hmm. you know sequences and tactics that he's using. So, but yeah, but like you said, I think this is a bigger game for. The for the for the for the Mavs and there's the Lakers. I mean, I'm sure LeBron's going to do what he can to you know to make sure that they stay on a roll. The Lakers do so. That should be a, it. Should still be a fun one. It usually is fun when those those two teams meet. But you know, it's going to be very interesting to see you know who kind of responds and such. So you know, with the, with the Mavs, I mean, you hope they have a good performance. But if not, if they don't kind of turn around these next you know week or two, I think there's going to be there's going to be questions raised. Now you you forgot a game to uh, Minnesota and Denver. Well, at eight o'clock, that's another game there to finish up that scheduling on Wednesday. Now, the Thursday games, of course, the NBA TV matchup should be a fun one. Philadelphia and Brooklyn, that's at six thirty on NBA TV. You got Detroit and Indiana, you know, in that. And but back to the, the Philadelphia uh, Brooklyn game for a second. I think that's gonna be a really good game. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how uh, MB versus Durant. Well, again, we'll see if Harden's back by then, and it should be a, it should be a fun one. It usually is between these two teams. Yes, it could be an Eastern Conference Finals preview, so we'll see what happens. We're a long ways away from that. So, like you mentioned, that should be a, a, a big game. And, of course, wrapping up the Thursday schedule, the Knicks in a, at the Rockets at 7 o'clock, and then you have the Wizards and the Phoenix Suns at 8 o'clock. I'm really looking forward to that one. You yeah, know, both know. those teams can score. Who could be the first one to score 140? <laughs> <laughs> that might that might be the case there. I, I know that. Yeah, yeah, I know that they they lost like they you know they've lost like three of their last uh, four for the the Wizards are so I'm sure they would love to kind of try to get back on track against the Suns. Uh, for the, I think they lost like six of the last like seven I think mm-hmm. so six of the last eight or something like that so that they they've kind of been sort of kind of falling back to earth a little bit after their quick start but we'll see how they do against the Suns I think the Suns are kind of like in motivation mode that they want to show folks that you know. You know, we're not, you know, it wasn't a fool that we made the final. So we'll, we'll see what, how they look. And, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a, a very interesting and entertaining game on Thursday. And so that's your schedule for the NBA uh, for this upcoming week. <clears throat> we hit the bomb of the hour. When we return, we'll have uh, some news from the sports media world. We'll have Lakina's College Basketball Nuggets. And, and, pl- and What did you say, Lakina? I know you're trying to. 
And Sis, I told Sid, I told you to uh, make sure you watch some college hoops, uh, my uh, my friend. We'll have some discussions about that, and plus we'll have a, a, a whole lot more to close out today's show. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Cindy Brown. You're listening to the Monday edition of Second City Sports Live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. AJ Dillon the hammers. The lone setback. Rogers under center. Looks, throws, slant, right side. Devontae for the dagger. Touchdown. They beat Jalen Johnson on a slant to the right side of the end zone. The call on the Packers Radio Network 45 to 30. The final over the Bears on Sunday. Green Bay improves to 10 and 3. The Bears drop to 4 and 9. Rumors swirling that head coach Matt Nagy's time with the team is just about done. Ohio State head coach Ryan Day, a rumored replacement. Chicago Quarterback Justin Fields was picked off twice. He was 18 of 33 passing for 224 yards and two touchdowns. NBA tomorrow night, the Bulls play host to the Pistons. Chicago's lost two straight. The Pistons have lost 12 in a row. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Shop 40 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. This week only, plus new deals on outerwear and sweats. Save through December 15th at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Do you think it's okay to drive stoned? The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Monday edition. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina are here with you as this is our last segment of the show for today. Uh, recapping our breaking news uh, story from, uh, from this hour, the Chicago Bulls have their games this week against the Toronto Raptors and the Detroit Pistons, both postponed due to uh, COVID-19 outbreaks. Uh, the, the Bulls' next game will be uh, next Sunday against the Los Angeles Lakers at the United Center's. So, uh, they'll the, the Bulls will have that will be their next game. They'll have this entire week up once again, uh, repeating our uh, top breaking news story the Bulls game against the Detroit Pistons tomorrow and their road game at Toronto on Thursday. Both of those are postponed and will be made up in a later date. So, the Bulls will have a week off dealing with their COVID issues. Their next game will be uh, next Sunday against the Los Angeles Lakers at the United Center at 2 30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Lakina, let's go to uh, some college basketball. I did watch one game, not its entirety, but I did watch the majority of the second half as we kick it off uh, uh, dealing with college basketball locally. It's the, it was the final line. I losing a big game to the number 11 ranked, ranked team in the nation, the Arizona Wildcats, 83 to 79. Uh, uh, the Illini shot 39% from the field while Arizona shot 45%. But I think the key stat here from this game was the three-point shooting. Arizona mm-hmm. shot it 
30, uh, uh, at 36% and the Alina at, at 44%. But Lakina, when uh, looking at this game, when the Alina needed a basket, especially late down the stretch, they couldn't shoot it. Now, Arizona, they were trailing uh, uh, by six points at uh, by the end of the first half, but in the second half, they scored 45 points. The Illini had no answer defensively. I know Kofi, uh, Kofi Coburn has been back for a couple of games, but watching the late stages of that second half, the Illini the almost like mirrored the Chicago Bulls. Uh, they have no interior mm-hmm. uh, def- uh, defensive presence, and Arizona just did what they want to, uh, uh, driving up in a pain late in their second half. Well, uh, Benedict Metherin, you know, that was a guy that kind of, you know, he was, you know, five of eight for three, four race. They couldn't really stop him, Illinois. And yeah. he's from, I think he's like their lead scorer for Arizona, or he's in the top, definitely the top two when it comes to lead scorer. So it was, you know, very hard to stop him. He's a, a sophomore from Montreal. Now, you know, like I said, you know, Cockburn, you know, I think it, this is just like his third game back, I believe. So mm-hmm. he really couldn't do too much. I mean, transformation to what he could, scoring 27. Um, you know, Alfonso Plummer, you know, had 25 that, that, you know, that helped him a little bit, but like you said, the three point late, the three point shots late, I think, you know, kind of, you know, gave up on them and Arizona was able to make their big shots late for them to, you know, end up holding on and beat Illinois. So and, and the Wildcats are nine and oh, so they're kind of inching up there while the Illini fall to seven and three and your new number one for college uh, men's college hoops, I should say is the Baylor bears. They just hammered uh, Villanova yesterday, keeping them to under 40 points. I think this is like their fourth or fifth time this year that they've kept the team under 40 points. Their defense is unlike, you know, the Illini's interior defense. Their interior defense, I'm talking about Baylor's, has been really solid. No one's really talking about Baylor. I think people forget that they're the defending national champions. I was just getting ready to say that, yeah. Yeah, I'll say people are forgetting that. But I think if you're Scott Drew, you'll, you'll be, you're okay with that for at least for right now. Look, they're they're undefeated. Look, I know they, they gotta they got they haven't you know faced a team in a Big Twelve play yet. You know they gotta. Of course, you got Kansas and Texas and Texas Tech and Iowa State. They're playing very well right now as well. They're undefeated too, so they'll they'll definitely have a tough go at it. But it looks like the you know the, the championship will be going through Baylor. It looks like. Yeah, like you said, Baylor's is one of those teams that you you should pay attention to. Uh, like like you said, they're the defending national champs. We'll see how they mesh up when they play Kansas and some of the other Big Twelve mates. Uh, some uh, later on this month and starting to next month when conference play really gets going. But going back to the Illinois Arizona game, Lakina, uh, besides uh, Illinois' lack of interior defense and lack of shooting, especially from the outside in the late stages of the game, the the statistics pretty much mirrored itself out, even though. Arizona, their largest lead was seven, and Illinois had the uh, early advantage in the first half. Their biggest uh, margin was thirteen points. But take a look at the at the offensive rebounds. Illinois had seventeen, while Arizona had sixteen in the defensive rebound department. Arizona had the two uh, were at a plus two at twenty seven twenty five. The assists, Illinois had fourteen. Arizona had twelve in the blocks department. Arizona had five, Illinois had four, but I thought Illinois could have done more, as I mentioned, especially during the late stages of that game. In the total turnovers department, Illinois had 16 and Arizona had 14, but pretty much things even down into the last five, six minutes of the game, in my opinion, where Illinois just, uh, their legs got tired and they just stopped shooting and Arizona decided to score the ball inside. Yeah, that was, like I said, that was a big, big shots for them, so... That that definitely kind of helped Arizona propel them to staying 
undefeated, like I said, Oklahoma, where, uh, you know, Porter Moser, former Loyola coach, that's where he is now. They got mm -hmm. a big win in a tournament against Arkansas. The final era, most of us, number 12, Arkansas. They beat them by 60, by 16, no, no, 22 points, I should say. So they beat them pretty handily. Um, Ohio State, led by EJ Liddell, who had 28 points. They beat Wisconsin in a pretty good one there. You know, they pulled away from them. You know, they won by 18. Um, off to some big ones from our local teams. Um, DePaul had a big win at Louisville on Friday. I want to see how they do against the Big East because you got, remember, UConn's back over there now, too. You still got Loyola. You got Marquette. Yeah, St. John's. So that, that's not going to be easy. So I, I want to see how they do um, against uh, some of the uh, quicker opponents at DePaul because I know that you know, they got a player from DePaul. I forgot his name. I, I'll, I'll look it up in a second. But, you know, look, it's totally so, totally double field, you know, got their guys, guys, guys playing pretty well right now. Yeah, so uh, hopefully the, <clears throat> the, this has been the story of DePaul. We talked about it the last couple of years, especially on the radio side when we had our radio show. DePaul will get out to these decent starts, but come um, Big East play, conference play, they will fall flat on their faces. So hopefully it's not the same scenario as it's been in the last couple of years. Yeah, let, let's hope so, too. I kind of got into it our buddy uh, Dave, Dave Kerner, who, who's a sports anchor at WBBM Radio, has been doing a it friend for, of the show. forever. <laughs> yeah, so we got we try to get him back on at some point. He kind of said, oh, come on, Lakita, yo, give him some love. Look. I'll give them some love if you beat Villanova, you beat uh, Marquette, <laughs> beat I mean, a combination of those two teams, those teams I mentioned in the Big East, then I'll give you all some love. Right now, look, they had they didn't say anything last year. They were like, what, 8-3 and three or 9-3 and three or something like that going mm -hmm. into conference play, and look what happened. They'll end up winning, like, what, like 13 or 14 games, so I'm sorry. Javon, Javon Freeman-Liberty, if you haven't heard his story, he only scored five points and then went against Louisville, but if you haven't heard his story, wasn't recruited by some of the top, you know, top schools. DePaul gave him a shot, and he's doing pretty well. David Joe is also too. He's one of the returning guys from last year. Led the way there with thirty-three points. Also, to a shout, shout out to uh, Drew Valentine. You know he got a you know he you know his loyal Ramblers got a big win against uh, Jerry Stackhouse's uh, Vanderbilt team in Nash in uh, Nashville. So uh, shout out to them. And uh, look, they I think they only have like one loss. I think Loyola does, and they're playing mm -hmm. pretty well too. So you know, shout out to them. And uh, you know, yeah. Look, look, I, I, know, I know I've teased Sid like the last couple of times, you know, for college hoops, but guys, come on. We're, all, we're in mid-December now. We have, you guys have no excuses. You don't have to worry about college football anymore for the next couple of weeks. You know, start watching some college hoops because there's some, there's some great matches coming up uh, this week. Yeah, and we'll get into more of the uh, weekend games on our show on Friday. But just uh, looking at some of the schedule, uh, uh, looking at the schedule for Saturday's game, there's a couple of games I'm going to check out. Of course, you have Butler and Purdue on Fox. That's this Saturday. Like I said, we'll get more in depth into it on Friday. But the CBS Sports Classic, uh, is, is, I'm really interested to see both of these games. Of course, you have UCLA against North Carolina. I know UCLA, they were in the Final Four last year. Uh, but before they, uh, their uh, fairy tale uh, story ended, and then in that second game, you'll have as I, as I pull it up here, yeah, Ohio State and Kentucky. Second. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to be that. Both those games, I'm actually looking forward to seeing, especially with one. Kentucky. Now yes. you know why for other reasons, but <laughs> reasons. But uh, UCLA, I, I want to see how they respond to uh, what uh, what happened to them last year in the Final Four. And so far, they're off to a good start. And then that second game, as I mentioned, like I said, we'll get more in depth into it on on 
on Friday's show. But Ohio State, could there be a, a, a surprise team in the Big Ten? I know some people look at me and say, well, surprise, they're a good team. Yeah, but we expect Illinois, we, we expect Wisconsin, we expect Michigan to be up there. But can Ohio State stay up there and make that claim? Right now they're they're ranked number 15 in the country with an 8-2 record. Yeah, they've looked really good. E.J. Liddell, if you guys haven't seen him play, he's really good. Decided to come back. Could went to the draft, decided to come back. You know, now he's leading the way for Ohio State. You know, where they're upset doing they were number one. So they're definitely a team to re-record. But also, too, speaking of Kentucky, shouts Notre Dame, who ended their 13-game losing streak against AP top 10 teams with a win over Kentucky on Saturday. And they I think they really needed that because there have been some questions about Mike Bray's job security. You know, he's supposedly on the hot seat, so this should help them a little bit. But yeah, nice win. That should be that should be a fun matchup too between Ohio State and Kentucky. That should be a that should be a a, a very uh, good matchup. And some of the some of the top teams are going to be off this week because you know some of them are doing you know their their finals and stuff, finishing up their semesters. Some of them, mm-hmm. so don't really don't really see too much of them until. This weekend, you know, they might be playing like your know, lesser opponents. You know, if you're not like Florida, you lose to Texas Southern <laughs> last week. Oops. They've, they've had, yeah, they've had a they've had an up and down last couple of weeks. The Florida has. I think they lost that last game too, I believe. So, but yeah, I'll be like, guys, check out some college hoop, folks. I mean, you know, you you you'll be you'll be better off if you do. <laughs> you listen to Second City Sports right here live in Living Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. See Lakina here are here with you. We still have a few minutes left, Lakina, before we call it quits for today. Uh, just a couple of uh, headlines that I want to read to you guys from the sports media world. Uh, Amazon looks like they want and looks like they're starting to trying to make some big moves. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and of course, we all know they're going to get the. NFL Thursday night package starting next year. It looks like Al Michaels may be your lead announcer. They're trying to recruit Troy Aikman to join him in the booth next year. We'll see what happens with that. But the first headline I want to read to you guys is that Amazon's reportedly wanting to to uh, to poach the Manning cast for their Thursday night football coverage. As we all know that the Manning, uh, Eli, both Eli and Peyton Manning, they are with ESPN for the next two seasons after this year. Of course, uh, I don't know what the deal is for next year as far as how many games they're going to do, but I know for this season, uh, the, uh, the Manning cast will have 10 broadcasts. They've done nine already, but they'll return for week 17. But Lakina, it looks like Amazon is really trying to put their Put in it as as the kids would say. Do you think this uh, can can Amazon pull it off? I know ESPN has the first uh, uh, dibs of accepting or rejecting any offers, but do, uh, this would be huge if Amazon can pull this off. Yeah, I, I know they've been trying to kind of get into the sports uh, realm with the you know, Thursday night football. You know they're going to do that next year, and also too, you know, trying to do the Manning cast. And I think they got some, a couple other things. I, I saw a report um this morning that they're trying to do maybe do like maybe some daily sports shows. You know, or yeah, that shows. was the next one I was going to bring up. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, yeah. They're, they're trying to get into it. You, you got to commend them for it. Like I'm not going to sign up for it. I don't, my sister has Amazon, so Amazon Prime. So I I don't know if you know would it be free through that. I don't know. But as far as the Manning cast is concerned, I mean it's it's gotten a pretty good showing for ESPN. They've averaged I think about like 1.7 million viewers. So if mm-hmm. you're ESPN, you're you're not gonna get away. And plus I I think they're I don't know if they have exclusive rights. I know uh they both Eli and Payne have various uh, shows streamed on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I, I don't know. Do you really want to walk away from that? And look, you know, you save a little bit of money since you know they're they're filmed, they're taped. And look, I'm okay. Look, I like the Manning cast. Like, it's not like you know, I don't have it like right at my television. You know, I actually prefer the traditional broadcast 
because I, I actually like Steve Levy, Ryan Greasy, and Lewis Reed together. I don't know if they're gonna go with that once, you know, once they, they stuff you know, for ABC. But you know, I like look, you, you, you never know you could try it, right? I think that's what happened with Fox. You went to Fox, you know, in the early '90s when they went into the NFL. You know, an NFL game got to more in the sports. That's what happened yeah. with them. So that was like, yeah, that was over almost thirty years ago. But still, it was kind of the same situation. Now, will Amazon be able to kind of cut into some of those, some of those ratings? You know, some of the you know, take advantage of the cord cutters and such. I don't know, but you know, some people are traditional, but you know, like, like we've been saying for like the last few months with all this stuff going on, people want mm-hmm. options. Yeah, people want to need options. So yeah, so as we said before, the way that we that we consume sports, especially live sports, is not just traditionally through the TV and the radio anymore. It's all about streaming. And I don't don't just say via my computer for no reason, just to be silly, but a lot of people especially with multiple games going on, especially with the NFL, as we, we talked about yesterday, reviewing uh, the late games for CBS. And we'll get to CBS. They had some issues there in just a second. But uh, with both their late games yesterday, uh, of course, most of the nation got a chance to watch Buffalo and Tampa Bay. But uh, as I said before, I usually watch the secondary games. Cincinnati, Philly, sorry, Cincinnati in San Francisco, they didn't disappoint me yesterday. I watched the entire game via my computer. So mm-hmm. uh, most people are watching two games at once, uh, uh, one game on your computer or your phone device, mobile device, and mm-hmm. the other via your television. So people want to watch uh, things, especially that are happening multiple times. So I know a lot of people were doing that yesterday, like I said, especially during the the uh, second game of those doubleheader games on CBS. So uh, things are changing, so and only real money that these advertisers are making off of these programming are live sports. Because do you really rush home, Lakina? Not to tell our ages, but we had to do it anyway for this portion of the conversation. But you you remember shows like Cosby Show, Different World, Facts of Life, any of the shows through the nineties and through the early two thousands. You would have to rush home if you got to set it on your VCR. I know mm-hmm. some of our younger audiences don't know what a VCR is. Mm-hmm. They don't even exist anymore. But mm-hmm. if you didn't set it on your VCR, you had to rush home to watch it. You don't have to do that anymore. As long as you have the, the, the subscription services like Hulu, Netflix, and other streaming services, you can, or if you have cable like I do with the Xfinity, I don't know which cable service you have, but if they offer on-demand services for those shows, you can catch it the next day on demand or through those streaming services. You well, don't have, have to rush home to watch them anymore. Well, I have Uverse, so we, you know, I do the DVR. Yes, I know some people say that's old too, but hey, it's been working for, for my sister and me. So, you know, we, yeah. we have, she has all types <laughs> of Tyler. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Tyler Perry shows. She has Tyler Perry shows up the wazoo, but I'll, I'll talk to her about that later. But, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I mean, Look, you don't have to do that anymore. Like you said, it's the same thing with live games. You you can watch. Yes, you can pause your live TV and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you really, if, especially if it's a game you don't want to watch or you can watch till later, you don't have to do that anymore either. So, like mm-hmm. you said, said I mean options. You know, are people really gonna? You know, I know we we're a year away from this, but are people gonna watch? Gonna sign up for Amazon Prime and watch Thursday Night Football? You know, could it? I mean, I mean, if they get, yeah. you know, Al Michaels, I've heard, I've heard the rumors like Peyton Manning. I know, yeah, I know something. The latest name was Troy Aikman, but also too Peyton Manning that they've been wanting him to kind of poach him along as well. I can't see, Pey- I can't see uh, Troy Aikman leaving Fox after all these years, especially he's making pretty good money. So I don't think, yeah, you know, Amazon will will be able to match that. But it, it's sort of like one of those things where you know you you kind of evolve. Yes, you'll evolve, but not too much. 
I don't know if I'm gonna gonna sign up for stuff for Amazon just to watch Thursday Night Football. I don't know if I'm gonna do that, but I'm agreeing with options. with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, people want options. Yep. And so we'll see what happens with Amazon as they try to make big moves uh, in the television world, especially with the acquiring the National Football League's Thursday night package starting next season. Uh, you're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports on Chicago. Sailor Keenan here with you as we wrap up today's show. Uh, some more news from the sports media world. I don't know if you caught this article from our good friends at, at uh, 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 Awful Announcing. John Skipper, who's now with the Metal uh, Metal uh, Land Network, whatever that. Mm-hmm. A new service is <laughs> yeah, but uh, he is a former head at ESPN. He had a quote, uh, and by saying that his former employer ESPN should never have let Big Ten Network happen. And I quote Jim Delaney, who was the head of the Big Ten at the time. Jim Delaney had the smart idea to launch a network with Fox, and that was was also was also good business, even though it, it had a rough start. Like you know, as we talked about before. Uh, these these networks, especially with Fox, you know they got the Big Ten Network. ESPN has a monopoly on these uh, conference only networks now with ES with the SEC Network and the ACC, and they have a, a monopoly on those uh, big time conferences. Uh, the Big Ten, I know they're uh, uh, I know with Fox, they're trying to re up with the Big Ten Network now uh, at the mm-hmm. end of the season, especially with the resurgence of Michigan football. Uh, these deals are, are going to cost more and more money for these networks to obtain. And if, you, if you're a new network trying to, to attain these conference only uh, deals, you have to pony up just like the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, John Oren, who does a great job, you know, writing stuff, writing sports media stuff for sports visits. Really, he's been doing it forever. I don't want to, you know, not that I want to reveal his age or anything, but he predicted that don't be surprised if CBS, you know, kind of able to get that second tier, uh, program uh scheduling for the big 10 because after mm-hmm. next season they need they're, they're going to need another network to another um conference to follow on their network so and i know they want a top tier like maybe the big 10 or the pac 12 we'll see what they do uh with that now again michigan's research i think that that's helped i'm sure the price the price is going to be you know way up so <clears throat> it, it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes with them because i, I kind of feel like you know I think like Fox owns like 50% of the Big Ten, Big Ten Network yes. or something mm-hmm. to that effect. So it, it's going to, you know, and I'm sure, you know, ESPN will have their hands full with uh, the SEC and some of the other conferences. So they may, you may not see a lot of Big Ten games on ESPN after next season. I, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but we'll see. So yeah, it's good. You're, you're going to have to pony up, especially with Michigan, you know, resurgence, you know, they beat Ohio <laughs> State and finally won their first Big Ten title in almost like, I think like about 10, like 15 years, over, like almost like 17 years, I think was 04, I believe, where they shared the title. But yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to have to pony up. These guys are going to, and they know they're going to have to pony up. Yeah, that's what I said before. It's just like the NFL. Well, in, anything that's popular that people like to bet on and because gambling is a big part of this as well, folks. So anything that's that's live and people want to bet on and watch and be entertained, you have to pony up some money for it. So we'll see what happens with the Big Ten Network and Fox in, a, in the coming year or so. Uh, there was another point that I wanted to make but um, uh, regarding that. But as we said before, people want and need options in the way that we consume our sports. Uh, is it, different now. We just had to get used to uh, doing it a, a different way, just like what we do here, uh, here, especially with our show now at Sports Zone Chicago. Uh, people uh, are just tired of the traditional radio, and mm-hmm. people, I know people that exclusively listen to podcasts exclusively. The hell with terrestrial radio, 
They want to consume their products the way they want it. And and you cannot fault people for doing that. No, no, absolutely. Like you said, more the people want. And, you know, to be fair, they folks want to hear from people like us, some people who are young, who are, well, youngish. Mm-hmm. You don't say our ages, but who are youngish. <laughs> Who are youngish, you know, and people who probably look like us, you know, in some cases, you know, because you know you don't get that a lot in other, you know, in mm-hmm. traditional radio. That's why podcasts are becoming so popular now, or things yeah. like this where you stream stuff where you can watch later. You don't have to, you know, listen like right then and there. You can you can do podcasts and save it for later on your favorite whatever podcast platforms that you have. So it's readily available now, and I, and I think look, you know, will terrestrial radio be you know at obsolete? I wouldn't go that far, but I wouldn't pod- either. Yeah, but podcast is definitely where it's at. Not just with sports, with music and you know political mm-hmm. talk and those type of things. So I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's you know, it's always going to be there. I think, and we'll just be in a different form. Now, remember, good karma brands want to bring this up right quick too. They now it's not official yet, but you know, officially it'll be officially official later. You know, later this week that they're going to be owning ESPN. Uh, Radio stations in New York and uh, Los Angeles. They already own the stations here in Chicago, and they're doing mm-hmm. pretty well now. Rating, ratings wise, you know, six seventy the score is still the the king here in Chicago. Now I don't know, I don't know how 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 it is over in Los Angeles, and New York, but you're you're seeing it more and more. I mean, ESPN is getting out of the radio business, so you know, we'll we'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll see what yeah. happens. I mean, it should be you know, it's it's like I said, it's going to be it's times are changing, as they say. Yeah. Uh, you just took the last word that words out of my mouth to close out this episode. Times are changing. We got to adapt to them, adapt to them, or you'll be left out in the cold. Uh, Lakina says, uh, I know this is the last question you always ask uh, um, uh, of us. And of course, when Christine joins us on Fridays, unfortunately, we won't have any Bulls basketball to look forward to this week. What are you looking forward to? Me personally, uh, the rest of the NBA, and I'll probably catch a, a extra college basketball game or two. I'll just be yes. honest. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Well, there's your, that's your homework assignment for this week. Said, so, uh, yeah, the, the rest of the, 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 I don't have to worry, to worry about watching the Bulls, you know, which is unfortunate, but you like everyone getting, everybody get healthy. That's the most important thing mm-hmm. in this situation. But there are, um, there are a couple of college hoops, like I said before. You know, this week it's going to be, I don't want to say a light scheduling in college hoops, but you may see like some, some teams, you know, play like lower division teams because, you know, some, some teams are finishing up their, their non conference scheduling. Some teams maybe, you know, you know, because some of them are going to be finished at their semester, so you might see a lot. Some teams are going to be off, you know, for these next few days because of that. So to get finals and such, so you, know, you get to see Duke in action. You get to see UCLA and USC. You know, it's the first time that both teams are going to be already right in the top ten, which is you know crazy to think, you know, considering the histories of both these programs. So this is only the first time that they both have been ranked in the top ten. Both of them been playing very well. We'll get more in depth into that, but yeah, it's it's you know what, you know, like you know, there's going to be some college hoops. You know, watch a little bit of that. You know, there's some, you know, the UEFA uh, round of 16, you know, was you know, released. So I'm looking forward to those matches coming up in a, in a few weeks. Um, and, the, and the NHL, I know, you know, we, don't, we can't watch the Hawks game, you know, tonight. So I was looking forward to that game mm-hmm. against the Flames. But, but you know, Tampa. Tampa and yeah, they the play Kings. the Capitals on Thursday in our nation's yeah, capital. So I'm, uh, so I'm looking forward, uh, looking forward to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I'm looking for Kings and uh, Lightning. That's going to be my ESPN Plus. I might have to sh- uh, stream that game somewhere uh, via my computer. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the, the top two teams, you know, this might be a Stanley Cup preview, you know, a little early for that. But we'll see a couple other matchups that I, I was looking forward to watching. I, I lost it, but, but yeah, those are some of the things I'm looking forward to. Also to shout out to your buddy, uh, Bryce Young from Alabama. He became, he comes of uh, the first Alabama quarterback to win the Heisman and the youngest to do it since Johnny Manziel did when he was a sophomore. Yes. Yeah, we said before, like, you know, the Heisman race wasn't a big buzz this year. 
I mean, I think people kind of waited. I think Chris Fowler said in the in the broadcast. I think some folks waited to, I guess, the last couple of weeks of the season, the, the big performance he had against Georgia in the SEC uh, SEC title game. I think that you know propelled him. I think they ended up winning. I think he ended up kind of the runaway. You know, Aiden Hutchinson, who I know Christine was Christine was lobbying for. I wish you know, mm-hmm. I wish he had better. I don't. Th- we probably never may never see a defensive player ever win the Heisman again, <laughs> like unless someone really special comes up. But you know. Yeah, like a, yeah, I guess Charles Woodson but... would be the last one for a while. <laughs> yeah, I still I, remember I, that one. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun year that year uh, for him and for Michigan too. They ended up winning the national championship. We'll see if Michigan can do it this year too. I don't think no one really expected them, but yeah. So that's yeah. really that's really what I'm looking forward to this week. <clears throat> All right, uh, that's been uh, another fun edition of Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago on a Monday. We'll be back on Friday. Remember, you can catch this show, Second City Sports. On Sports Zone Chicago every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Once again, every Monday, every Friday, Second City Sports from noon to 2 p.m. right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina closes out. Follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. Follow your truly Cindy <laughs> Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You can listen to any of our live shows, including this one. If you miss it, you can go to our archives uh, section and listen and watch those shows at your own leisure. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, follow Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can catch the audio version of this podcast, Second City Sports, at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And you can follow War Media on all social media platforms at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at WARR Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at War Media. And thank you very much for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. All right. Take us home. All right. You know, be... Yeah, I know it's going to be a little warm here in Chicago for these next couple of days, so but still, you know, dress appropriately. It's like a heat wave! Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll love that you that you sung that. But uh, Martha Mendel, I'm sure they'll love. Uh, I'm sure Martha Reese will be coming after you, Sid. Uh, <laughs> but, no. Yeah, for, you know, <laughs> but, yeah, but but still, you know, on a serious note, though, you know, be, you know, be careful out there and be good to each other. First, Sid, I'm the Kansas of Second State Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Friday. Till Friday, holla!